VSOP Studios. My name is Matt. Uh, our place. We are extremely excited tonight to be able to host this event for Tressie and Cedric and Ben for the 100th episode of Through the Crate. Uh, we've been really lucky to have them in-house upstairs in our B-room recording for, God. Two years, and uh, you know, we tried to have an event earlier in the year. This is even better at the 100th episode, so we're really, really happy to have you guys all here to share this with everybody, and without further ado, let's get into it. How's everybody feeling? Everybody good? Everybody got drinks? You got a refill ready? You got it? You got it? Yeah, I think I do. All right. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's maneuver your ass in here. All right, Tressy. What's up, y'all? Can I get some energy? Can I get some fucking energy? What's up, y'all? Hey, that's what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, what's up, feels like it's full. Uh, what's up, y'all? This is Tressy. Um, and this is Cedric. And we are through the crate. Uh, digging through cultural and current events through the hip-hop lens. Let's get to it. Bam, 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 bam. I didn't, I didn't load no, that up. No, you didn't load that up this time. I did not. Maybe next time. But I, I kind of sound exactly like it, right? That's pretty close. That's pretty close. <laughs> anyway. Um, That's literally how we start every single episode. For sure. Um, thank you guys all for coming out. Um, there are some beautiful fucking faces in here. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. I just have to take this in right quick because I did not expect this many people to come here. I was like, nobody fuck with us, but y'all do. So uh, It's all love. It's all love. As you can see up here on the wall, 100th episode. We've been doing this shit for three years now. Um, but it would not be right if we didn't start it off like this. Um, if you guys don't know, we are a hip-hop podcast. Some of you guys in here have been wa rocking with us since the first episode. Some of you guys are n have not. So we are a podcast that, of course, covers cultural and current events. And we would not, we would be remiss if we didn't mention this man up here. R.I.P. Uh, Nipsey Hussle. How about you start out first, bro? Um, I mean, you know, we're both from the West Coast. We're both from Oakland. West Side. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, I mean, last year, Nipsey hit really hard with that victory lap at the top of the year. And I actually went back and listened to our episode from that. And we all pretty much were like, yo, this thing is super dope. And kind of the trajectory of his career was going straight, straight to Mars, straight out of this world. And it's really unfortunate what happened, but um, I feel like what's even bigger than the impact that he's had when he was here is the impact he's having now. I mean, every time you go on social media, every time you look around, it's people really just showing love and coming together around the memory of this brother. So. Um, you know, some people are saying, comparing this to Pac, and, you know, it's, it's completely different because this guy, I feel like, is going to be remembered more afterwards um, for the potential that he could have had, and, and the impact he had while he was here was just, was big, and it's, this one hit harder than I thought it would, you right? know? I mean, I didn't, I didn't listen to his music that, that much, but the more I listened and the more I kind of dove into the person, I was like, like, damn, that one hurt. So um, it's just been motivation for me ever since. I swear, mm -hmm. ever since I found out and I've been listening to his music more, I'm like, man, I just got to give it 110 every single day right. and just keep grinding. So rest in peace, Nip. Um, and it, I, I kind of, I got to just piggyback on the fact that, you know, I didn't listen to a lot of his music. And to be honest, when celebrities die or rappers die, I'm not really affected too much by it. 
Um, but this one hit me different, and I have no clue why. Um, but I think it has to do with the fact that this man was a innovator. Um, he was very in touch with his own flaws and and the development of oneself, understanding like, you know, I might be a flawed individual and I might have said some flawed things in my past or done some flawed things in my past, but I'm trying to make sure I'm doing what I can do for my community and for my people. So with that said, RIP Manip, we love you. All right. Um, now let's get into some shit. Uh, <laughs> it's past that heavy moment. Um, it's been a long time, and actually, if you if there's anybody standing up back there, there is some carpet space up here if you want to sit down and hang out with us, too. You want to come up here so you can see all the stuff that's going on in the PowerPoint. Don't be shy. It's okay. Yeah, it's a PowerPoint. It's okay. I said that like I'm from the West Coast, because I am. West Side. All right. Um, but yeah, this is this picture up here, it's been a long time, because we have been doing this for three years. Well, hey, I, that's what I'm talking about. There, there it is. <laughs> Now, um, we've been doing this for longer than that. Man, we've been cousins for forever. I swear we've been shooting the shit. <laughs> cousins for forever. All right. We've been shooting the shit since, <laughs> since been shooting the shit. Since been shooting, since been shooting, since been shooting. Um, but yeah, so this was our first setup. We set up in his kitchen, Cedric's kitchen. That's at his old apartment. Um, we had this large-ass mixer there. Um, but we never left you. This is our old setup. If you look at all that, I mean, that's a mixer, that's a focus right, that's a laptop that is broken now. That's a beer, that's some whiskey, so some things yeah. never change. <laughs> some things never change. And here we are in B with, you know, just fucking Ty helping us out with all of our shits. Um, if you guys have not noticed, I have a great vocabulary. Um, <laughs> But yes, I mean, like, we've been invited to podcast uh, marathons and things of that nature. So for three years, we've been doing this. Really appreciate you guys coming out. And if you guys weren't paying attention to what was going on on the top of there, it was a little something like this. Just talk about that. You can hear that, right? Oh, there we go. I shouldn't have left you. Without a strong rhyme and step two, think of how many weeks show. He fucked that up. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. A little bit, a little bit, but, you know, it works. All right. Um, if you also haven't noticed, we've got some new logos. Beow, 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 beow. We decided that 100 episodes, I mean, we got to step our game up, which is why we did it in here. We did the 100th live episode in here, stepped the game up. We got a little backdrop. So if you are taking some pictures in front of that, make sure that you guys are tagging through the crate. Please. Um, but yeah, look at them. They're so pretty. And if you guys like the shirts that we have on, we have a limited amount for sale. <laughs> Very limited. But we can also order it for you. So if you want one, let us know. Um, now let's get to the shits, right? Or uh, some more shits, because I already said that already. All right. Just a few times. <laughs> so this is us as cousins. We want to show you guys some of our favorite moments and some of the moments that some of our listeners have already um, submitted to us. I got a couple kit clips for y'all. Like to hear? Here go. If I can find it, it's gonna take me a while. I'm gonna find it. Why is my computer taking very long? Here we go. Nice. 
Nice. That was dope. <laughs> <laughs> And there's the theme song. And there's the theme song. So if you guys aren't familiar with uh, that episode, um, that's just one of the things that we do when we are not able to find something right away. (laughs) We try to fill the dead space and we make... Gotta fill it up. Something. (laughs) And we make cool songs like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think we should actually make like a mixtape of that. You know what I mean? Just like a, 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 that a bloopers, bloopers mixtape? Not like even, all no. The, like all the put like it out seriously songs. through the crate. Serious mixtape. If I seriously. can find it, it's going to take me a while. You know seriously. What I mean? It's going to take me a while. Bitches twerking to that shit. It'd be great. All right. And then on our 18th episode, we did this. Welcome back. <laughs> We're here again. We are here again. Um, episode 7, 18. 18. Oh, we are legal. Man, you can legally fuck the podcast now. (laughs) You can fuck the shit out of this podcast and not go to jail. Uh, Feels great, doesn't it? Our red shirts are off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Woo, all right. Hey, Hoot. Uh, Yeah, so uh, pretty much graduating uh, high school with this episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving, Moving to college, looking for a... Yeah. So that means we're we're R. Kelly safe now. So um, <laughs> don't have to worry about that at this point. It's still mute R. Kelly. Fuck that dude. But yeah, we we do a lot of weird shit. Um, there's some more weird shit coming to you. Would you like to hear it? Here it goes. Get ready. Get ready. Right. <laughs> no. no I had to start recording this. No, that is for sure. So we were just talking about sexual ambiguity. And then also ambiguity, just, just being comfortable with your sexuality. Yeah. And we're talking about white people and how they could just be super homophobic, but super gay at the same time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grab it. Do not pass out. Be the first one to pass out drunk around a bunch of white people. They're going to draw balls on your face. Or put, and... or put their balls in your face and take right. a picture. Exactly. They're going to teabag your fucking nose. Yeah. Teabag. <laughs> teabag. Who's that insulting to? It's insulting to no one but the parties involved, you know. What if I mean? if like I'm both. passed out and you put your balls on my face, you gay. Exactly, and you're the person that's trying not to be gay, but you oh, want to look be... at how gay he is. He's got my dick exactly. in his mouth. Who put there? When we heard that motherfucker, I swear to God, I was on the floor. Uh, so we have a lot of fun. We have we a lot of do. fun. We definitely try to. And we try to be entertaining at the same time. And when we have guest spots, we have even more fun. Yeah, is a remix artist. Okay? Oh, for sure. Mm. Who the frick? Okay, I can think of like one Jacquees single, but nobody really <laughs> knows his music like nope. that. Mm-mm. So it's like he makes these. He calls them queen mixes. Like he's mm. so wack. That sounds like queef. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to make queefs noises if you guys haven't. (laughs) Hmm. 
we were so dead after that. Yeah. <laughs> we we literally tried to make queef sounds on the fucking microphone. How that What's wrong out? with us? Did it work? I don't know. Did it work? Did it sound like a nah, queef? Nah, I got no, a lot really. of nose. All right, a lot of right. nose in here. All right, not really? Okay. Almost. All right. <laughs> I wasn't on that one, so. Yeah, he wasn't. That these are the lovely ladies that were on that podcast. Thank you very much to Humani and Keisha that filled in that week. We really needed y'all. Um, aside from the funny shit, we actually talk about some real shit. Really? Yes, we do. All right. Um, on this you. next episode, we talk about a comparison of sorts. Go yeah. ahead and uh, yeah, it was it was a comparison between if you were to take lyrics from one artist compared to another artist and just just put them. Write them down on a piece of paper and read it as if it was art. Would it be art? Like to hear here go. Yeah, and I guess like what I'm saying is like the words on a page, like Travis Scott's album, not to say that he's not a good lyricist, but the words, you know, pick up the phone, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I know your home, baby. Like, it's cool, and his flow, and the melody that he sings with that, it's amazing. He right. makes it work, but right. the words on a page it's just read out from the De La Soul record is not, is not the same at all. Yeah. True, true. The impact of, of just the words. So I, I feel like Pick it's almost phone, not, not fair to put Travis Scott and De La Soul in the same sentence. <laughs> it but, really isn't. <laughs> but you can, and when you do, it, it, it's funny. Yeah. But yeah, that was funny. <laughs> he said, "Pick up." Did you hear the way? Pick up the pick phone, up the phone, baby. baby. <laughs> like, why'd you go into it like that? And then we also have some good stuff um, from one of our delayed episodes. Again, the a, a, the R. Kelly safe episode. Um, <laughs> like to hear here go. But even going back a little bit, look, thinking about that um, that line that Drake had that actually started this whole thing. So just to, so you guys don't know, there's a line within um, 4 p.m. in Calabasas that Joe Budden really thought that he was 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 directed at him, and it was the line um, that was basically saying um, the, their whole demeanor just spells envy, and it has to do with like jealousy, or whatever, and it has to do with Joe. What? You, what? Go ahead. Finish. No, you, you finish explaining. Well, I'm just saying that the, the specific line is like basically a, sub, a sub, subliminal, I can't even talk, diss towards Joe Budden. Um, How? Who, because Joe Budden stated on his podcast that Drake's Drake was sounding un, un, uninspired yes. on views. Okay. And Spelling Envy is one of is a reference to Fat Joe's studio album release, uh, Jealous Ones, uh, Jealous Ones Envy. And so J-O-E, Jealous J O ones O E M V. Joe. I butchered that. <laughs> so that's where he grabbed that from, and I understand that a lot of people think that's reaching, but it's, it's either you're reaching really far. Yeah. For this coincidence. Yeah. Or like. Or, or, or Drake or is that Drake, good? Exactly. I was so and so Drake, the man who made this fucking shitty album, Views, is that good? <laughs> Drake, the one who's been accused of using all these ghostwriters, is that good? But the Drake that got himself there, where with the, like I, I remember it, even like to me like stretch. I remember seeing I don't know stretch. like I don't know yoga you, yoga pants <laughs> take off the yoga pants. Do you remember? Stretch I don't know out. if you just shut the fuck up so I can say this piece of shit. So that's where we got the term yoga pants from. It's a stretch. 
Just so any too hard. Yeah, like if, if you are doing too much and we can't really tie it back, you you you're wearing some yoga pants. You need to do a stretch because that's exactly what you're doing right there. A little bit. A little bit. I think so. Tensy tensy chinchy chinchy bit. All right. Um What's next? Next one. <laughs> this is this is from when um, I thought a lot of people were going to hear this podcast, and I was trying to be nice to everyone, and I realized that, Tressa, you just need to say your fucking opinion. You did. So, you used to be really nice. Yeah, I used to just be like, oh my God, I love this. And then I was totally lying to myself. <laughs> so here, here's a clip of when I did that. Embarrassing myself. I don't even know why I put this. Can we skip this one? Nah, no, nah. Right, I mean, right, nah, right, nah, nah, nah. The people are yeah, here. Well, I'm just saying, like, he he knows soul music. He knows, like, Ty Dolla Sign yeah. knows how to do this well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same thing that Drum knows how to do well. He knows how to be that artist that everybody can be. So I, And everybody can't be a Ty Dolla Sign. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can relate to right. what Drum's doing. And he's actually doing it fairly well. Let me ask Better, you a question. You know? If it was Ty on the Drum album singing this song, completely completely different record, right? I know that. So, and and this is not discrediting Drum as like a musician. Yes, you are. But it's questioning him as a fucking singer. He can't sing. I know. That's all I'm saying. And so, and so I, you know what? this he, is, so this is actually why I did sing tie- makes me feel like I can't sing and I think I can sing <laughs> you can sing <laughs> you, can. you can sing you can, you can sing. sing you can sing I can change I can change I don't know why that means. you can sing you can sing South Park alright anyway I'm in an own world um, maybe not <laughs> but yeah that was a time that I should have just said Cedric you're right I'm sorry I can't, def- I can't refute this but it's more fun that way is it? I think so. It made a but moment. But you also make me fucking frustrated. That's the though. point, though. <laughs> See, when you, you do that, so you're doing funny. it now. I know. I do that a lot. Even just listening to it now, I'm, I'm making noise. Yeah. Like, <sighs> and you mm-hmm. do it while I'm mm-hmm. talking and you distract yeah. me on uh-huh. purpose. You yeah. piece of shit. I mm-hmm. hate you. We're family. Right. All right. Um, This next one. This next one is about Cedric. I don't remember what this one is, actually. Sorry. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Let's play him. See what happens. Concept, and he stuck to that concept. Mm-hmm. The all-American badass, even with the three Ks. Oh, I remember now. Um, yeah. You know the whole point of of putting politics and social issues at the forefront of the album. I thought was was good. Something that we needed at this time. Um, again, not for every single person because it, it is it is a lot to digest. But the way he put it together. It was very uplifting, and it was it was pretty easily digestible, yeah. more more so than other albums that I thought that he was almost remaking. Like I felt like I heard this album before. Hmm. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It wasn't a bad thing, okay. because the issues are still happening, right? And so the problems still persist. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I've heard this album before because this need. And this and this problem has been here before. It needs to be addressed. Right. And it's just another person's perspective of a very similar problem. So the albums that like I understood to be around the same thing, like Nas is Untitled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought touched a lot of the same things, whether it's about politics and about race relations, whether it's about the media's perception of those of those race relations yep. at the times. I feel like Nas That's hit a that. That's really good. Uh... Um, 
Tupac's Me Against the World, mm. I feel like it hit a lot of those same issues of really social, um, again, talking about how the media perceives things, you know? And um, there was one more. Oh, The Roots Rising Down mm. also reminded me a lot of this mm-hmm. album. But again, they, I, feel like, on, I, I feel like all those like albums, that. like they, they hit the same like idea and the, the same problems. Um, but Joey hit it, in my opinion, I think he hit it with the most hopeful view of like any socially aware album that I've heard in right. that I can think of. Yeah, that was actually a really good take. Um, if you guys didn't catch that, we were talking about Joey Badass's album. Um, what is it? All American. All American Badass. Yeah, All American Badass. And th- this is like one of the most fun parts about the podcast is just every week we, li- we like listen to an album. And try to pick it mm-hmm. apart, and I mean that album was a lot of fun to listen to. Um, it was a lot of fun to kind of go through, and you know, having a catalog of stuff to to reference from from youth, and then you hear these young guys coming out and putting out music mm-hmm. that, like you know, like I said, that's talking about some of the same issues. But it's like, oh my god, uh, he did it so well. You know, Joe right. is one of these young guys that I think. Um, he hasn't put anything out for a while, but he'll be here for a while. You know, he's de- definitely one of those voices that'll be around for a while. So uh, we get into some shit sometimes, for sure. Mm-hmm. And we also get into like trying. We do some lyrical break- breakdowns, and this is Tressy's attempt at one. That I-, I actually think was pretty good. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. You know what I mean? Because most of y'all ain't real. Most of y'all gonna squill. Most of y'all just envy, but jealousy get you killed. Oh. Joe Button killed him in that motherfucker. Um, I probably should give some He says, most, most of y'all throw rocks and try to hide your hand. Jay Electronica said that on control. Um, just say his name and I promise you, I promise you'll see Candyman. I think this is directed at Big Sean because Big Sean will not say Kendrick's name. So those are the three things. That I, I think he just said, you know what? Let me just jabby, jabby, jabby and I'm going to leave you on. Well, that one was just my take on a specific verse of uh, Kendrick's. Um, I thought it was probably one of my best ones because I came up with it on my own. It wasn't bad. Yeah. A slight stretch. I won't go as far as to say yoga pants, but... uh, There's somebody in the audience that seems to think that it's the yoga pants, but I'm not going to point no elbows. It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I'll take it. I am old. All right. Um... But yeah, so we do go into the music and we do try and understand what the artist is trying to say to us. We we try to decipher it and do it on our own. We try not to listen to other reviews before we actually review something because we don't want to be influenced by other people's thoughts. Um, Critical thinking is a imperative in... not what do you mean? I don't know. What you're <laughs> no, where am I going with that? But no, I'm just saying like original thought. Thank you. Not critical thinking. Original thought is is um, important, and that's why we showed that um, that clip. Um, the next one is from somebody that joined us on episode 35. His name is Ben. You've probably <laughs> seen him going around taking pictures. If you see him, Where say what's he? up. Oh, there. Oh. He's hiding. Hey, Ben. What up? <laughs> but this one. <laughs> This one was just a very, this is also to give you just a, a taste of what we talk about. Um, that may not be hip hop. That might related. not, exactly, but it does affect the culture. Amen. Because there you go. All right, here we go. It's, it's, it's 
all it's all very foreign to him. Like we saw we saw a glimpse of it back in I think it was Harvey in Houston. Uh, yeah, Houston, right? So he's he's doing the same thing like on the you know going to visit and he's trying to help out volunteers or whatever and he's, he grabs boxes and he's taking them to the truck and he takes them to the cab. He takes them to the front. It's like, dude, the truck. Like you put it, you put everything in the back. <laughs> But he's he, never loaded a truck before. He's never worked a real job in his life. Ever. Never. Ever. I mean, like, it's it's a real quick, like, backstory on this dude. Like, mm-hmm. he was born in a rich family. Yep. He used his connections to avoid Vietnam. Yep. He graduated. His dad gave him a million dollars. And then he was just businessman and never rich. really worked for anyone. Yeah. Never did a real job. Yep. So he doesn't understand what it means to do anything. No. Except boss people around and be an asshole. Exactly. Any idea who we're talking about? No? Eh? Anybody? Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so not only do we talk about hip hop, we talk about the things that affect the culture. And I think that being informed in, in this um, climate is very, very important. Um, and that's why we, we try and weave that in to our episodes every now and then, whenever we can. For sure. I mean, you guys should all know, being in Chicago, we just had an election. Bunch yes. of stuff just changed. I yep. mean, the city pretty much just said no to the machine um, across the board. So kind we of. should be happy about that. Mm. We should be happy about that. Eh. <laughs> Hap- it's, it's better, man. <laughs> it could have been so much worse. I don't know about been that so one, much Seth. Worse. I don't know about that one, Seth. I'm happy about my alderman. I don't know about y'all. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then... Um, yeah, we don't need to, this whole room's going to erupt into a, hey, Lori Lightfoot, what? All right. Anyway, um, (laughs) and then, um, we actually had a, look, we'll just end this best moments thing here with a great, um, so we do interviews as well. Um, this one is with a artist by the name of Brianna Capone. She had a song out called Pink Cocaine. And we talked about it. Like to hear it. Here it go. The video. You're gonna assume that you are thinking like pink cocaine, meaning that uh, female drug dealers. Right. Not the actual thing that you are talking about, which is vagina. Yeah. All right. There we go. Wait, it's vagina. Bullshit. I know, I know, I get it. I I get it. I get it. Exactly. My pussy enjoys my nigga. Exactly. And he's addicted. He's addicted. Exactly. So being able to do. So that was just a PSA of pussy is a drug. It can be when used properly. Now, um. That was our last moment. We really appreciate you guys sitting through that with us. We're going to take a brief intermission, maybe about 15 minutes, so you guys can refill your cups, and then we'll have a panel on the stage, and we can ask them some questions, and hopefully we have time for you guys to ask them some questions, okay? Okay. Okay. Thanks, guys.
I seen some cold nights and bloody days. They grabbed me bullet spray. They used me wrong, so I sing this song to this day. My body is cold steel for real. I was made to kill. That's why they keep me concealed. Under car seats, they sneak me in clubs. Been in the hands of mad thugs. They feed me when they load me with mad slugs. 17 precisely, one in my head. They call me Desert Eagle. Semi-auto with lead. I'm seven inches, four pounds. Been through so many towns. Ohio to Little Rock to Canarsie. Living harshly, beat up and battered. Hello, hello, hello. All right, we're going to be commencing with the second half of this show here now. So everyone gets settled in. I hope you guys got a drink, got to the bathroom, got some food. Hope everyone's, I hope everyone's having a good time. Let's give these guys a round of applause so far. All right, and so now I'm going to bring Tressie and Cedric back out. Somebody grab Tressie a beer. What kind? Blue, please. The closest one to the stage. All right, here it comes fast. Thank you. See, you're welcome. You, you were mocking me, and then it happened. So thanks, y'all, for uh, coming out so far and hanging out with us. We are about to go out to our uh, the panel event, which is a highlight. Um, all these people we're about to bring up are... I mean, man, I'm, I'm fans of each one of them individually, so uh, this is a treat for me. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm glad y'all are here to share, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy just to be here and to have them answer these 100%. questions. So, um, 100%. You know, without any further ado. Uh, four, to, four to one, right? Yeah. All right, so. Who, who's the first one we got up? The first one we got coming is... A rapper, I think sometimes he produces because I saw on his live that he was producing on something. Hey. Uh, and it was fire, FYI. He also just got off a tour with No Name. He opened y'all up know for who no, no Name. name is? Exactly. If y'all don't know who that is, you guys need to shoot yourself in the fucking face. Hey, 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 hey. Um, and then there was also... I mean, he, he just literally... He, he dropped a fucking uh, project called, uh, I think... No, there was a song called Copy and Paste. We put that on our uh, playlist. There's a, a song called Frequency. This man is amazing. He's tall as fuck. And he's, his name is Elton, like Elton John, but without the John. Come on <laughs> through, bruh. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yay. All right, this next person. You know what? Go ahead, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, next person we got up. We got a. Uh, this artist was definitely. Did your hair this morning? <laughs> What's that? Did your hair this morning? This artist, Chicago native, <laughs> Chicago native. This young lady has been making rap music for twenty years. She is from Chicago, but she went all the way to Oakland, our hometown. Ooh, ooh, West Side, motherfucker. One of freestyle. Oakland. Battle. 35th and Mac on mines, bitch. Okay, Sorry. calm down, calm down, calm down, I've gangster. Drinking. I've been drinking, I've been calm drinking, down, my bad. gangster. Member of Zulu Nation. Ooh. Member of Back in the Days Hip Hop Collective from out here. She does, man, she teaches the kids arts. And this young lady got bars. Come on out here, Miss Queen Zenobia. Woo! Queen Z in the building. That's what's up. Representing for the females. 
Women. Hey, hey. Yes, women. Women. <laughs> women. 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 Yeah. Women. 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 Yeah. Yeah. All right. This next person is literally uh, a friend of mine. Literally. 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 Um, this person is a songwriter, a rapper, a singer, a producer, is performing on Windy City Live very, very soon. Um, this motherfucker is just all around talented. If you need something for, musically from this motherfucker, he got it for you. His name is L.A. Van Gogh. That's what I'm talking about. And of course, last but not least, we got the man who owns everything that is your eyes can see right now. The man uh, that owns everything that you are seeing, everything that you are feeling, everything that you're hearing. Um, no, he ain't. He don't own us. But yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't own myself. It ain't that time no more. It ain't like that no more. He is a, a trustee of the Grammys. Yes. Yes, right. Yeah, give me he some is love. A, he is a producer himself. He is an engineer. He owns the studio. He has freaking credits from all the way up to fucking Beyonce, DMX, uh, fucking Kanye West, all R. the Kelly. way down to shut up. We're not right, fucking. We're not fucking with that guy. All right. He's also got credits down to fucking G Herbo, Jamila Woods. Yes. I mean, anybody that you want to know in Chicago, this motherfucker is probably touched. Twister. My guy. Matt Hennessy. Yeah. What's happening? What's up, y'all? I forgot about the PowerPoint. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Totally forgot about the PowerPoint. It's called alcohol. Clean. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Remember I told y'all I could sing? I've been drinking. <laughs> oh. oh, get him. Let's not go there right yet. You sure? Do you... F- no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I, don't do I got it. one question for the panel. No, you don't. Shut up. It's an inside joke. No one else is going to nope. get it. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Somebody might. I don't know about that one, Seth. All right. That table will get that one. Inside joke. Okay. Um... So if you guys um, are not aware, we have the panel here because we want to ask them some questions. These guys, as you can hear from our introductions, have some experience in this music industry. So we would love to ask them some questions, um, get their thoughts on a couple of fucking things. And we will also play some clips throughout our, again, 100 episodes um, that will kind of form these questions. So I will go ahead and put up the first question and play the first clip. I wouldn't say he did it to Drake. I say he did it at Drake. At Drake. Okay. At Drake. It's like, have you ever seen the Pope rolling around in his little Pope mobile? No. Well, yes. I, I guess. Yeah, that. he's got like. Yeah. A, I mean, have you seen the Family Guy episode with the Pope and <laughs> the Pope mobile? All right, cool. You've seen that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Ignorant ass. Uh. But, <laughs> but. So imagine that being Drake riding around right. in his Drake mobile, and Joe Button's outside. Throwing fucking feather Pebbles. pillows. I was gonna say, who threw that pebble? <laughs> no, he wouldn't say anything. Yeah. He wouldn't even hear well, it. I'm he wouldn't feel it. I was gonna say that. You know what I'm saying? Ahead. Like he, yeah. it, 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 would, it would mean nothing. And unfortunately, as much as I love hip hop and as much as I love bars, uh, bars. That is exactly what we have here, guys. 
we have Joe Button throwing pillows at Drake at the Drake Mobile. I don't know. So if you want to call it pillows, pillows as it's not affecting Drake or it doesn't have anything to yes, do okay. with Drake, yes. then yes. yes. If you want to call it pillows I, in the... Yeah, all right, all right. So, so pretty much the whole point of that clip was, you know, there are some rappers who are so big that they just don't even hear the chatter that's happening anywhere else below them. You know, hence the, the Drake and Joe Budden. I think Drake had like a line and Joe Budden literally had like fucking... 10 songs against Drake at that time. So the question to the panel is, I'm gonna start with Mr. Elton. Do you think there are some rappers who are too big to fail, who they feel like they don't have to punch down to other people in response to the bullshit? Uh, yeah, I feel like they might feel like they don't have to. I mean, Drake obviously didn't have to um, because he's still respected on the, the highest level possible. So I think there is a level. At a certain level, you don't have to respond. So I would say that, yes. Hmm. Simply. Okay. What you think, At Z? any level, you always got to respond, yo. There's, <laughs> there's positives and negatives to this at all times. We are all accountable for our, our what we produce. You know, what legacy will we leave? This is a continued question. It doesn't matter if you at the top. Uh, you at your A game today, but tomorrow you're going to be on your B game? Mm. I doubt it. So that's my response. Can I ask? Go ahead. Do you think it affected Drake's career at all? I mean, honestly, internally, he had to do some mental internal reflection, him as himself as an artist. But on the streets, nah, it ain't affect him or none of his income or none of that. But I think he it affected him mentally, inter internally. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is, is that it might not affect the money that they making, but it's going to affect something and somebody because we all humans. Cool. L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm tired of you. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. For real, bro. Where, where the glasses at, man? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Right. Let me put the glasses back on and answer again. Try to answer right. again. Ask me again. <laughs> I ain't asking you shit now. Yeah. Are, rapper, are, are top tier rappers too big to fail? And are they... And are they too big to punch down? Honestly, I don't feel like... <laughs> Go ahead. I feel like at any point, you really don't have to respond if you don't feel like it. Like, I don't know. Choose your battles is how I feel. And I do think that there are some people who just... They're just going to have a fan base. They're going to have their people that rock with them. And that's anything that any opposing artist would do to change that would have to be really big, you know, so. Matthew. <laughs> so I, I don't like the idea of calling any artist too big to fail because that's fucking bullshit, yeah. first of all. It. Exactly. Talk about Agreed. it. At no point are you indestructible in this business. We're all one terrible record away from the fail. <laughs> and... One more terrible record away from the career being over. Exactly. And so I think that Drake is a great example because you know you look at look at where he came from and look who he is now. If you were to break down demographics and streams and who's listening to his music, I bet without knowing the numbers myself, I would bet that he is listened to more by pop listeners now than people who are really core hip hop fans. Mm -hmm. So for the pop listener, 
it don't mean shit to have to have him respond to that beef. In fact, that beef, they don't even know about it. It's not even on their radar. So him staying out of that keeps his place secure in the pop world. But he gets charged major uh, demerits mm. on the street and in the rap world for ignoring Talk about it. where, you know I mean? You got to respond to that beef. Agreed. You can't, you can't let it. that go. That's the whole culture of hip hop. So like by not responding, you're just like, hey, I, I'm just not going to do this because I don't fuck with the streets no more. That, you can't do that. And so if Drake were to drop the ball mm-hmm. and fall off, you've got to go back to where you came from. And so you always have to maintain in hip hop that street credibility and, and be down with the people that supported you from the beginning. The second you abandon that original fan base, you don't have them to go back to. So no, he doesn't have to respond, but it was a bad idea not to, in my opinion. Because you are a true hip hop fan. So that's, that's to me. I'm not gonna, okay, never mind, never mind. Let, let, let me remove, hold on, let me remove quote unquote true hip hop fan. Um, because I already know that this is going to be something, but I, I honestly do think that someone should have responded. Mm -hmm. However, I also understand the no response because you have to protect what you have already. I don't know if you have anything. No, I mean, it's, it's, he should, he should have had some bars for him. Yeah. If it's bar for bar, you know, this thing is a sport, you know, yeah, you all up here, you got your, you got your money, you got the status. You're the pop star, but if somebody's coming at you on some personal shit, you gotta hit them. Yeah, you have to. I mean, it's just. I mean, he hit push hip hop. Shit didn't right? work I mean, out. <laughs> but you know what? Who am I? I mean, it's just a hip hop podcast. All we talk about is hip hop. You know? I mean, I don't know. Maybe at that point he just so chose not to be hip hop. Exactly. Because it really True. is hip hop. He did. He Everybody did. goes at the battle like, oh, yeah. you got something to say about me? Oh, I got a couple of bars. I yeah. dropped mm-hmm. sixteen on you, eight bars, any type of thing, you know. But nothing no response. Maybe he's not hip hop. Right. And you don't have to, I mean, it doesn't have to be some sort of campaign. Like he could have hidden that shit in a song. Mm-hmm. He could have taken a subtle shot. Like, Which he does all yeah, the time. Yeah, you, but you don't have to make, you don't have to go DMX and do 10 diss tracks. Like right. you four can just, bars. <laughs> it could have been just, four yeah, bars. Yeah, you could just hit him with four lethal bars hit in the middle of a yeah. pop song. Yeah. But then, that, that, then now that dude has to listen to in the top five on Billboard for the entire <laughs> like month. That's Meek just Mill. soul right. destroying. Like he did Meek Mill. For yeah. Sure. Like for you sure. Just, right. just hit him with that and then you'd be like, cool, see, I told you I, I, I can knock you out if you want, but I didn't. I just hit you with the jab. Then you're cool, but he did, you know, whatever. But then you shut me up because, you know, I'm just talking shit about Drake all the time and it's okay. <laughs> we got a Drake stand on the panel too. So. It's okay. <laughs> um, all right. Cool. We can move to the next yeah, one. What's next? Unless anybody else got something else they want to say. Drake defenses? Anyone? <laughs> Drake defenses. No, we love, we appreciate Drake. We won't say love, but we appreciate. Hell yeah. We did talk about him in the first season. Man, the first lot. season was like every episode was Drake. <laughs> every fucking episode. We were like, Drake this, Drake that, Drake this, Drake that. I am a per- Welcome to Through If you Drake. guys have not been following, I am a personal fan of comeback season Drake. Yes. And then wow. So Far yes. Gone season Drake. Yes. And then I like So Far Gone. Season. Sure. Why'd I add a season to that? And if then, we can get like two waters to the front. Two waters to the two front. Two waters to the front. Yes. Somebody. <clears throat> you ain't drinking your water? You've been drinking this. He been drinking. Stop. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So the next question we got. Um, do you feel that hip hop's relationship with um, drugs has changed? We have a clip again for this. Go ahead and read it up there. Here's the clip for context. 
Here we go. Cipher, you could easily make a distinction between what was dope and what was just commercial. Nowadays, it's a blend. Yep. The reason for, and I noticed there being uh, um, a switch in that when niggas stopped rapping about selling drugs and started rapping about, about doing, doing drugs. drugs. And so now you've got a whole generation of fucking cracked out, leaned out, motherfucking super high, buzzing, mollied out motherfuckers who aren't listening or caring about shit about what people are saying, but caring about how the music makes them feel and how the repetitive patterns are pleasant to their motherfucking trip. Exactly. And so, you know what? When it comes down to it, we have a drug problem in hip-hop. We don't necessarily have a hip-hop problem in hip-hop. <laughs> I, 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 I get where you're going with that, too. I do. I definitely do. Uh, I mean, shit, what do we got? Lil Wayne, how many times has this nigga been hospitalized for lean, and he's still drinking this shit, still rapping about this shit? Right. How many people have we lost in hip-hop due to fucking lean and niggas are still drinking this shit, still rapping about it? not even just lean due to the mixture of drugs right, that people are right, taking. Right. Like, even niggas is taking heroin now. <sighs> like, when did it be, become cool to be the user or and the abuser instead of the dealer? Not saying that the dealer was the, that cool anyway, but, like, the dealer was the one that was getting money and actually hustling and doing something, and that's something that you can take and translate into something else that you can... Um, uh, into a legal, profitable type of um, yeah. business. There you go. There it is. All right, all right. <laughs> Got there. Um, <laughs> so, um, drug usage has always been tied to our music in like a, a myriad of ways, right? Just like we said in in, in the um, the clip, we have like from the song like "Broken Glass Everywhere." You know, you everybody know what I'm talking about. And they just don't care. Oh, but anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but then we have Juice World and Future putting out a mixtape that's called World on Drugs. Um, do you feel like hip hop's relationship has changed with drugs? How do you feel about that relationship changing? And if you don't feel like it changed, why do you not feel like it changed? Does Future do drugs? Does Future do drugs? Yeah. He has admitted that he has done drugs and that he, uh, in the past, I want to say maybe last two albums, he said that he has not done drugs. But he still talk about drugs. Ain't he? Yes. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you good. I just feel like it sells now. Hmm. Like it's all, I mean, it's always sold, but I feel like early on, it was really a reflection of the lifestyle of the people who were talking about it. Um, and even like Nipsey Hussle has talked about that, rest in peace. Right. But just about the fact that his hustle helped him to to the point where the music he didn't have pressure on him in music because he he made enough money to be able to like start building businesses off his hustle you know and so i feel like now it's just what sells it's what the kids are paying for or the kids parents are paying for but the question is why does that sell now is it because the culture shifted you know what i mean like has 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 people's what they want to consume is it different Back in my day, it was about Jay Z. My day, you know what I'm saying? This nigga. And I, I, no, real talk, real talk. Hold I had on. to walk all the way to make my podcast in the snow. Right. It's a hundred episodes, I right? Had, I had yeah, the blueprint on my cassette player. Exactly. <laughs> Walkman, man. Ain't know nothing about no A track. When when I first on got now. a CD player with the skip protector, man. Look, turn the time with, machine with the around. Skip, with the skip protector, you, you, you know when you shake it and it didn't skip, man, that was the shit. Uh, but no, that. It was a different time. Everybody wanted to be the kingpin. And now yeah. it's like, we're I'm, glorified. I'm out. 
we're glorifying the drug users versus the drug dealers and not saying, and that's why we play the clip. The clip is not saying that either of them are better than the other. We're just saying, has it, the relationship changed and how do you feel about that change? And if you don't feel that change has, or if you don't feel that there has been a change, what's happened? Like, what do you feel has been happening? I just feel like drugs and, and the relationship of drugs has been in hip hop for a long time because of hip hop's majority, which is the black culture, you know, the African Americans. We got we got Rick Ross. We got all this shit that's been documented that the government has been targeting black people. Not the rapper, the drug dealer. The drug dealer, but the majority of hip hop. Thank you for for bringing it back. The, see, yeah, I, I can. When I be drinking, I can I can go. <laughs> I can go. But what we're saying is like how like how do you feel about that relationship? With with hip hop and, and and drugs. I mean, uh, no, you go. No, okay. go ahead. You good? So first of all, drugs is in every music across the planet, across go. the universe. Ooh, talk about everybody's it. Everybody's drugging it. Okay, I don't know why it's just been that thing. Okay, music is a reflection of the community, and music is a reflection of what's going on around the community, and especially hip hop. Now, hip hop music. Because it's rapping and, 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 and hip-hopping and backpacking, and that's where I'm from. They not hip-hopping and backpacking it no more from what I was told. But <laughs> drugs is still there. But I, it's all about the artist. The artist has the power to change the community with their music. So, okay, yeah, I'm from... Inglewood. No, I'm not from Inglewood. I'm giving you a hypothetical story. I'm from Inglewood and everybody pill-popping. And everything okay, and we sipping on lean, and that's what I might rap about. Mm, that's not what Queen Z would rap about, but this is what would come out there. And will I support it? Will I not support it? I'm gonna give it a listen because I want to hear what they community going on, what they got because going that's on what over there. I want right. my ear to the streets. Right. Oh, okay, y'all leaning it, y'all doing this, y'all doing that. But then I won't take it to reflect in my life, like, oh, that's what I'm about to do. I'm about to just be leaning it and doing all these pills and all that craziness. So like drugs and hip hop, it's 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 it, as long as drugs is around and hip hop is around, the music will continue to reflect it. Okay, is okay. it a good or bad thing? We you know it's up in the air. La, how do you feel about it? Glasses? No. Yes. No. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> this motherfucker better give me more than one word. I swear to God. <laughs> more than one word. <laughs> Two. Oh <my. laughs> no, but I think. Zenobia touched, Queen Zenobia touched on a lot of very good points about the reflection of community. Um, and I think one, a couple of aspects that I'm thinking about right now as I'm listening to this conversation is you think about like how drugs are introduced to these people that are talking about it. Um, and it's usually under peer pressure, it's usually under some form of escapist mentality. Usually, some form of coping mechanisms for a lot of other things that they have to deal with in their environment. Um, and then the other aspect that I'm thinking about is the accessibility of Talk number one drugs. It. But if we if we're thinking about the music industry, the accessibility of creating and distributing music at this point. Okay. So you have a lot of these independent, you know, let's continue in the term of uh, drug user personas that are just reaching these fan bases and it's like it's just growing in the accessibility of people that can continuously do that copy this formula and are also influenced by this formula like it's just it just keeps multiplying at this 
at this point, um, and it's also driven by melody. You know, like we're mm-hmm. growing into an age yep. where like where melody is it. it. Melody has always been it, to be real with it. Like even yep. the hardest rappers, girl. It's, it's easy, easy to love, love you. Me you know now. what I'm saying? Like hey. melody has always because been music can out. affect the masses. You know what I'm saying? Music like, affects the masses. Love for me, girl. Look, right, we turn right. this into a 50 Cent <laughs> tribute show. Many men, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it was everywhere. It's always been everywhere when it comes to melody. It's just like now, what's leading that globally is that hip hop is also the number one genre in the world exactly right now yep. so that's why this conversation yep. is so prevalent to like well where did this start and why is that transition important right now so yes true all, every, <laughs> everything everyone said I, I totally agree with and and i i want to remind you know recap like drugs has been in every genre of music forever and in rock and in in pop the shit has been way wilder than where sure. we're at with hip hop right yeah. now. Like, I mean, the, the Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. legendary cocaine binges mm-hmm. of the 70s is, is just pales a lot of what's going on in hip hop right now. But I think one of the things that you gotta really see, because I, I, I have seen a massive shift in the drugs done and the amount of drugs done by the artists that I've worked with in hip hop over 20 years. Mm. And and you're right, and and what they're rapping about, whereas it was rapping about dealing, now we're rapping about consuming. But I think one of the major shifts here that 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 has been interesting is that, you know, late '90s, early 2000s, most people were just smoking weed. Rappers don't blow lines of cocaine off the top of the console. That's not a thing. I don't think I've ever seen that happen once. But you, yeah, I mean, so now, but you see this shift because of the way opiates have been marketed in America and the accessibility of opiates in America, mm. it's so easy. Like, you know, you're not going to, like, okay, so you're not, Jay-Z is never going to think about shooting some heroin. Mm-hmm. That's not, like, that's not something that's going to happen. But with where we're at now, very easily someone can get exposed to opiates very early on. They're cheap. They're very accessible. You can throw down a couple Zanny bars for very little money and get really fucked up and opiates dig into you in a way that is not like pot. Or, you know, like that's right. not that's not the same game. And you think that it's you think like, oh, I'm just gonna pop this pill and everything's gonna be cool, but that's just not the same. That's like a right. nuclear weapon versus a nine millimeter. That's like that's not even it's not even fair. That's so you get sucked into this this lean opiate thing and it creates this culture of just being completely fucked up all the time and not being able to get out of it, which causes you to rap about that. As opposed to rapping about dealing because that's what you, that was your way out. Now you're, it's a whole different mentality, and right. we're really stuck in that place now, and that's kind of shitty. No, I just thought about. Go ahead. Like in the same song that people are talking about using drugs, they also be talking about selling drugs. Yep, still, still there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just thought about that. Thought that might be an interesting yeah. point of conversation. Right. Is For sure. You know, like you think about. The golden rule: Don't get high on your own supply. You know what I'm saying? What did Biggie say? And you're like, wait, rule number six. And then you start thinking about like, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah they breaking the code. They They've been the breaking code. the code yeah, for a minute, code. you know. But does but does it shift like this if the opiate crisis doesn't happen? Mm. You know, is what what role does in America does that play in the shift of drugs in this culture? The drugs consumed, the amount of them, like this shit is completely different in America. 
And now, with hip-hop being the predominant genre, 70% of the music streamed on all services last year was hip-hop, which means 70% of the revenue in the music business is right. going to hip-hop. Right. And with right. independent artists being able to put their own music on these services by themselves, they are partaking in 70% of the income of the industry, mm -hmm. which is back at all-time highs. So now you got motherfuckers that have more money than they've ever had, and they're stuck in this opiate hole. But what are you going to do? Buy more fucking opiates, of course. Like, you know, right. if, if we don't end up in this hole, does the same, does the shift happen? I, I don't know. I don't know, B. I don't know. <laughs> I know it's heavy stuff. It's, it's interesting. I mean, this is the kind of conversations that we have all the time, which is why we wanted to ask these questions. And Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, you have to kind of take the bigger culture, American culture, you know, as a whole and then kind of filter that through because hip-hop is a part of American culture. Yes. It's a driver at this point. Right. And so it, it kind of moves together. And so it's, it's, that's an interesting take on that, for sure. Uh, all right. All right, let's Ooh, move so on to the next got. one. All right. This next one is, how would you define modern-day rap? Ooh, um, hmm. So in episode 23, we discussed... Um, a an album. Ah, that, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I remember this yeah. One. This so, is this is when this is when Culture One dropped. Right. Um, and and if you remember Culture One, I mean Migos on top of the world. You know, uh, Bad and Bougie, number one record. Uh, I mean, I mean Migos just were running it at that time. So we're gonna play this clip for you guys, um, and then we'll get into the question. But like so, so Quavo has a line where he says, uh, "You talk about modern day rappers, but don't know the culture." Hmm. Uh, and I thought that that kind of like was like the thesis statement for for the project. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not saying you know about this hip hop culture. He's not saying that you, you know, you know about the old school or you know about what real rap is about. He's saying. Y'all over here talking about modern day rap, but you don't even know what modern day rap is. Mm -hmm. Like the game's changed. Shit's different. And unfortunately, lyrics ain't winning these days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like like just straight bars, you know, battle rapping and like th that shit is not winning these days. Uh, what's winning and what's popular is this other shit. Not to say that it's necessarily bad, because it can be done well, and I feel like Migos found a way to do it well. Um, but I just thought that was a really insightful line, you know, and 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 definitely showed Quavo's maturity and understanding of their position in the game. Right. You know, it's not not overstating it, but also not understating it at the same time. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, I mean, what is modern day rap? I mean, how how would you? How do you guys, as being artists that are in it and being people who are in, in the industry today, like, what is the sound of today? Jeez. What is the sound of today? <laughs> All right, see. Well, I'm like grandma in the room. She's I don't Googling really know it. what the sound of today is. <laughs> That's real. I'm definitely Googling it right now. <laughs> hey. I Google everything. Yeah. Hey. I think hey, modern day rap don't know. Look, go ahead and answer for me first, brother. I'm coming go, back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, 
with you. It, it really depends on who you asking. Exactly. For real, for real. Because if you ask me, somebody that goes and searches for new music or searches for the type of music that I like that isn't so much what most people would consider popping, it's like... Music is so accessible right now to so many talented people. I have inspiration from everywhere and not just what frequency is on my radio, in my mm. car, or in my room, or mm. what 60-minute album I have accessibility to only one at a time. It's like, nah, okay. I can listen to 90s music. Right. Like Everything is present right now. That's how I feel about mm. modern-day rap. If you want to talk about stylistically, it is genre blending because of that because of how accessible music is to listeners and to artists themselves it's it is rap it's r&b it is soul it is jazz like it it really depends on who you ask him i want y'all to peep the passion that he just literally Man, put so into passionate. that right there he inspired yes. my answer yes so hip hop right okay it's about the community you know so really most of the people that buy hip hop is like under 18 years old I mean, like, honestly, it's like under 18 and then women. And then uh, women ages that buy hip-hop are all the way up to, like, the ages of 36. And then the men that buy hip-hop, unfortunately, y'all ages start at, like, 28. I don't know <laughs> what happened in between that, between y'all teen years, if y'all buying hip-hop uh, or what have you. But <laughs> I will say that, that, Let me get that data, whatever, whatever the kids is talking about, I'm listening. So modern-day hip-hop is what the youth are talking about. That's my answer. Okay. Elton. Elton, how would you define modern day rap? Like, is there a definition for it? Would you say it's genre blending, genre bending? Ooh, that's a bar. Um, <laughs> Tressy. Like, how, how would you bender. define it? I would say progressive, mm. for sure. Talk about it. Definitely. Like, even to piggyback off what L.A. said, because it's genre blending and bending, I feel like you can bring that was in... Me, but like, it's okay. You, no, no, no. He said the bending part. He said the bending part. No, I got you. But, okay. no, I just say that because you can you no, can I literally you. bring in you. even, like, the Fleetwood Mac. You know, we're, we're, you know, live instrumentation has always been a part of it, but, sure. you know, this, stylistically, it's different now. It can be a little bit more punk or, you know, yeah. like, electric yes. guitar, you know, yes. like... Even way modern. Uh, I don't know if this is a good example, but XX, X, X, X and Tanji, Juice World, Juice yeah. World. Even I, honestly, even the uh, even the Young Thug album with the, yeah, it, yeah, that wouldn't necessarily always be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Until like the Run DMC when they started doing it. But you know, there's like it's 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 always been progressive and it's always been ever changing. And now it has reached like a pop level. Because everybody thinks it's the coolest thing under the sun, which it is. <laughs> Show no. But progressive is my answer. Progressive Rest. is my answer. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, agreeing with all that, it, it's funny, like, people talk about hip-hop and rap, like, trying to, to, to be progressive and stretch, but to me, it's always been, mm -hmm. it's always been mm -hmm. that, you know? Like, you, you look back into where some of this stuff started with such heavy sampling. The whole point was mm. to grab dope shit from other genres yep. and then Great. put dope drums over it and then dope bars. Right. I mean, it, my, my mentors always told me hip-hop is the pursuit of dopeness. Like, mm. that's what the shit is. Agree. So Agree. to saying you're genre blending, we always been genre blending. Right? Yeah, so you, you got, you got, you want to talk about Juice World? 
right? Lucid Dreams is a sting sample, song called Shape of My Heart. That could have happened in 1995. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the only difference is now we just put 808s on everything, so we put an 808 on that, you know? So, it, so it, it's really the, what's in vogue with the drums, but then everything else, it, it's, it's always been, oh, I like that country thing over there. Cool, let's flip it. Oh, I like this pop thing over here. Cool, let's flip it. Oh, I like these rock guitars. Cool, chop them up and let's flip it. That's the, that's the whole genre always. So, I mean, I don't think it's really any different. It's just you just can't make the same shit over and over again. Right. So you got to keep make you got to find new shit to take from from other genres. And our, our ability to process things further out of bounds from what was, you know, central to sampling is you every every year you can take a step further out and a step further out. Yeah. So now we can have Old Town Road because that's not so far fetched. But if you had made that shit in like 04, people have been like, I don't know, man, that might be a little too out for skipping me. Like, oh, oh, but now oh. you can get there with whoa, 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 it. So. Whoa, 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 skipping ahead, skipping ahead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so, so then I guess a, a quick follow-up to this then, because I feel like technology plays a big role today. And I think, LA, you kind of touched on this and like the, the accessibility of the tools that you have to, to not only put out your music, but to make your music. Mm. So then do you guys think that because hip-hop is so easy to access like because you know you can get audacity for free because you've got soundcloud fruit fruity loops, loops is literally right? like hackable like, <laughs> like i think almost anything is hackable but yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean yeah. you can always steal the shit man. <laughs> let's go steal an mpc steal from the store though, right man. <laughs> let's do we stole this shit that we yeah. doing right now I, mean, Look, Honestly, I ain't gonna tell on no mirrors started but. from stealing shit <laughs> Amen. Okay, back in the 80s, early 70s, or what have you, they had it in New York. They built that expressway over there. Them kids was like, yo, man, let's break into these stores and let's steal the studio equipment and let's make some music. And therefore, that's how hip hop was born. Absolutely. I'm Bet. sorry. Well, Absolutely. Hey, we- we got one more clip, and then and then we'll definitely hit that second question. Facts, facts, and more facts, right there. So, so I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play this clip real quick. Um, it's very on what we just this what we just started. Um, let's go ahead and listen to it right quick. So why don't you like it though? I j- it's it's just because I'm not a trap person. We were talking about this earlier when I tried to make a fucking trap beat, and like. To be honest, to me, my trap beat is pretty dope. But I enjoy it. I like it. (laughs) But I also can hear the difference between mine and others. Like, it's just that there's not enough uh, variation for me. Like, that's that's the only thing is that that it's constant, same over and over. It's a vibe. It's a. Uh, I mean, that's the thing, and and I understand that everyone wants to be on this vibe thing. Get down. It don't you even? You, that's what you think it. I'm. It's the get down. I'm saying if you take hip hop back to the roots, that's the get th- down. There that's was there was the get down. That was the, okay. The loop that was repeated over and over again, and that's. And that's so that's what's happening birth. right that now. Was the it's, birth. It's, okay. Mm. I mean, I can I can accept that. I'm 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 simply saying it's fundamental that the re- repetitiveness of like that is a fundamental piece of hip. So, my old head ass, oh, did you want to say something? All right. My old head ass was basically talking about in that clip that I miss the variation in sound. I miss the dynamic in sound. I miss 
the fact that there were different things that were happening in sound. And there's a reason why I have this panel up here, because I feel like the music that they produce, whether it's from the engineering to the producing to the rapping, all that, is very unique and very different, um, very musical. Um, so, but to me, or not to me, but like in that clip, like we thought that with technology changing the landscape for producers, um, the question for the panel is, um, how do you make yourself unique sonically, given that everyone else has access to the same tools? Um, as we just said, we can hack any fucking thing and we can have access to anything. Waves is a fucking thing that's on sale every day. So, you know what I mean? So like, how, how would you guys um, say that you, you, you put yourself out there differently than other, other artists? Ooh, yes. here we go, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't want to hear Elton after that. I do too. That's why I like right? crept up there. I'm like, I wonder what he got to say. Because <laughs> I like his shit. <laughs> um, I think, excuse me for getting all uh, philosophizing. Hey, hey, philosophizing. Do it, do it, do it. Get him. I'm finna, I'm, finna, I'm finna go in real quick. Yeah. I'm a rapper. I make words. All right. So Shakespeare can do it. Hey, hey, hey. Do you, man. Do you. Dick naked. Um, so... I think with anything that you do in life, but I'm gonna stay central to this conversation about music and what I do sonically is like you're gonna, if you just stay true to yourself and your personal self and tell, I think it's essential to tell your own story and your own truth. And that's always gonna set you apart no matter what you do. And inherently, you're gonna make different decisions when it comes to choosing sounds, when it mm. comes to choosing rhyme schemes, when it comes to choosing a hook. Like if you're, solid within yourself and you can just commit to distributing your true self through whatever your medium is, that is how I stay sonically unique. Because it's like, I trust what I like. I trust that I know how to transform what I like into something that I enjoy and something that's unique to me. And that's just because I feel like I'm solid on who I am. Hmm. What about you, Elton? Um, first of all, I would say stop quantizing. Hey. A little at least a little bit. I know hey. J Dillo is not quantizing either. I like, like, it. Feel. I like it. Yeah. I mean, that I helps like a lot. Cause you know, you get those rolling hats and yeah. you right in there. Right. You know, and it's like it's just locked, which is dope. And like I feel like a lot of um Pop listeners, I guess, they just want what, like, they know. They you know, know just standard. 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 They want the standard. But then you got the people who want the weird shit, too. Yeah. And, like, I'm just a sucker for live music and live instrumentation. And I'm trying to get the weirdest motherfuckers, like, people who might know way more theory than me, but are also willing to experiment and get some people, some drummers who not going to play just to straight up... Which is great. Hey, like everybody hey, start bopping yeah, their head. But I might need You know, I might need like a little bit more like, you know, secret pay the high hash, like just some fucked yes. up shit that may not be the standard, but it like eventually with like even what Matt was saying, like the way that music is progressing, like mm -hmm. eventually we gonna get to the point where the average listener will like we can 
we have the ability, if people fuck with us, we can challenge our listener. Yeah, and, like, yeah, they absolutely. can grow with us. Like, we got to just trust. Like, well, we got to just trust ourselves. And, like, trust, if we think this is dope, they might not get it in 2019, but they might get it in 2030, mm. right. finally. And, like, it, it'll work. You know what I'm saying? So that's my take on it. I just definitely want to do what's natural to me mm. and experiment and try to get as weird as possible. Because... If That's people gonna so fuck with me, they gonna fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? If no, they sure. don't, no, they not like they not. You know. Right, so right, if right. y'all can grow with me, like throughout every genre I make from here on down and whatever right. wherever I go, those are the fans that I want. You know. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. Z, how do you feel about making yourself sound uh, unique sonically? I understand that you are of the Zulu Nation. And stuff. So, how do you make yourself stand out in this climate? In this, in, in what's happening? It's only one of me. Okay. It's only yeah. All right. Exactly. One there it is. Queen exactly. Z. There it is. All right. It's one Queen Z from Chicago. Because it's yes. other Queen Zenobias out there. So, I, it's only one from Chicago. Okay. Hey, hey. Also, Let them know. two is that I, I, because I'm me, I sound original instantly. You know? I, Y'all ain't heard me flow. I'm going to tell y'all what I've been compared to. Y'all probably never heard these people I've been compared to, too, to let you know how old I am. But I've been compared to Simple E. Anybody? Simple E? Uh, uh, Matt, oh, Matt got you. I'm old. Matt I'm got old. you. I'm old. I'm old. Right. You got me. A balance of age on the crew. Just an FYI, right, we have right, a balance right, of right, age cool. on the panel. Uh, a little bit of Bahamadia, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. with like yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a splash of Jurassic 5. I know that's yeah. Yes, yeah. I know that too. Yeah. There we go. There we go. But like sonically, I'm not trying to fit in nowhere. And originally, y'all heard me talk about this. I'm talking about hip hop, about talking about your community. So me, I'm always talking about my community. And even though it's a lot of people that stay on my block, ain't nobody seeing my block the way I see my block. Exactly. Talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I, that's me. You know, I'm sonically sound. You know, I rap slow too because I smoke a lot. So I want to keep. <laughs> <rapping. Hey. laughs> so I don't want to be None like wrong. losing my breath at my rap shows. So yeah, <laughs> I ain't been rapping too fast. So that's me. Yeah. yeah. Matt, um, yeah, I, I think I want, I want to lead with the homogenization of the sound of any genre is a casualty of it becoming pop music. Ooh, right? Say that one more time. So, <laughs> I don't think he knows. I, I got bars too. I got bars. I got bars. That was good. I got bars. The homogenization. <laughs> homogenization of, the of any you genre milk? is a casualty. <laughs> Hey, that, that's one of those sentences they use at the spelling bee. When yeah, 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 spell. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can you use homogenous in a sentence? Homogenization. But it's but that's the truth. All right, and so all right, like, all right, all right. but so like I mean, if you, you you go to like I mean, fucking Usher and Lil John hit him with the 808, and everyone went, oh shit, and pop music became that sound. Right. And everyone wanted that sound. Right. Because that's the sound of the radio. That's the sound of hit records. And so everyone's trying, in pop music, everyone's trying to sound the same. They're not trying to stand out. They're trying to sound just a little bit different than the other hit that we had last week. That's how the record business works. That's what the labels do. That's what they want you as an artist to do. They're not interested. A major label, if you're pop-leaning, they're not interested in you standing out. They want you to sound just like whatever's on the radio right now, but with maybe a couple different bars, so it tricks everyone into listening to you and, and, and going platinum. But I think that... Uh, 
every everybody in this genre has the ability to push and reach out right. in any other direction. You got to abandon the pop sensibility. And I mean, I've, I've made records with with two of these people on the panel, and and they don't even remotely make something homogenous. And that's what hey. that's what makes it amazing. You know, I, I don't think I've ever heard a, a single three. drum used twice on either one of your records. So. Um, by not quantizing, by not thinking. We're soon to work together. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Let's uh, quick do it. Question. Let's no, uh, I guess uh, just a quick question personally. How do you do this um, like as an engineer? Because I know that like you'll you'll have you know produced sure. album, um, produced things like so how as an engineer do you make someone stand out? Well, first they want to have they have to want to stand out. Ooh, like they, you know, talk if they, they want to sound like pop, then you just hit them with the same nine things that you put on everybody and like, all right, cool. We good. You know, like, but like, so what's so amazing about working, I mean, LA's project, especially like we spent hours. Let's plug it real quick. Everything is uh, subjective. subjective, Episode one and two available. All right, go. Hours. We'll get to y'all. Hold up. Hours and hours, like picking very specific effect chains and, uh, EQ curves and and very very specific balance points for everything. I mean, it was very very meticulous work to create the exact sound that he was hearing in his head. And it's not it's not any of the stock shit that I would do on any other record. Every single in fact, I don't even think we could copy and paste a vocal sound from song hey, to song. Hey, copy and paste. That's a, a like everything bar right there for Elton. Different Sorry. in every song, and so we're 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 moving around using different gear, different compressors, different plugins, different EQ curves on every song to to get the emotional response out of the tracks that he was looking for. And so knowing my tools and knowing and and discussing with you what what you wanted, that's how we got there. You know, Elton's stuff was the same exact way. It was there was there every single every single record was very different, was recorded very differently, Shout out was to produced album. very differently, and ended up, you know, mixed very differently. The challenge then on an album project is how do you take all of these disparate elements and make them sort of sit together right. in a way? Yeah. And that that comes from brilliance in production and concept and even the fucking album order. I mean, like, yeah, all those yeah. things are super important to making that work. So, you know, as an engineer... It's, I just need to know my tools and then listen to the people who have the vision. Matt is a genius, by the <laughs> yes. way. Yes. No, for real. Like, do my no, thing. For sure. Do my thing. He probably put together every piece of the speaker in front of me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he has actually like put together some of the cables that are going to these mics. Have, 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 have you ever seen him one, yeah. put the thing yes. around his head with the light? Yes. yes. And he starts you know he fucking, work. he gets the torch he and he starts chopping shit up. Yeah. The hardware. Gotta have the lumens. You know he about to get to work. The lumens means some shit's going down. I appreciate the, the depth y'all went into on this one. I appreciate that. Um, it's through the crate. Yeah. yeah. Hey. You gotta sample right. that. You gotta drop that. Right. That's a drop. You gotta put that. You gotta put that in the sample pack. Maybe we maybe we can get all your. Cut that shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> what I, what I, Bro, shout out Ty. What I'm shout out to Ty. Shout out to Ty. Ty has sent me. Like a thing song. But anyway, before, before you move on, like, you know, inherent in this question, yes. every painter has the same tools, but they don't paint the same paintings. Exactly. Yeah, that's real talk. Right? Exactly. Real talk. It's all paint. Hold on, hold on. It's all brushes. It's how you put it together. Yeah. Mm, talk about it. 
true. Let's let that one sit Everybody for a minute. Everybody uses the same colors, right? Right. Uh, ain't no new colors. Hey, can't make new colors. Just to add on top notes. of that, just to add on top of that, I watched yes. the Quincy Jones fucking documentary. He said there are 12 mm-hmm. notes. 12 notes. Yeah. There's 12 notes. Yeah. Quincy yeah. Jones has yeah. a fucking documentary? <laughs> on net. Not a Shit, you're only using CNN Ryder. There's only eight. All right. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. All right. All right. What we're going to do, we're going to get into this next question. All right. This next question are, is what are some of the uh, benefits and challenges of being signed versus independent? Oh, I know Jesus some of you Christ. guys. <laughs> I know some of you guys have some experience with this. Um, but what we'd like to do is play um, a snippet of what we were talking about on our podcast. Just to, you know, yes. give you guys some context as to what our thinking, because neither of us have been signed or been indie. I guess this is the indiest as we have been because it's a Indians. fucking podcast. So let's get into it. All right. Contrast. Um, I think it was Keisha. Me. I think one of me. us did. One of these. One of you guys. About in, independent versus labels. Oh, that yes. was trusting. Cool. Mm-hmm. And that to me is a big difference between the rollout of the Joy Badass record. Yes, and the rollout of the Kendrick Lamar record. Right, I think there's a there's a big there's a big story to be told of what independence will bring you and what a major label will bring you. Um, when it comes to the quality of the recordings and sonically, I I, I they both sound fucking awesome. Okay, let's just let's just let's just put it out there. Yeah. Independent artists and signed artists can put out records that sonically sound comparable. Yes, there's not like a degradation of of, of quality because you're an independent artist. Right. Okay. Um, but what is different is the amount of marketing and the amount of planning and the processes that are behind your rollout mm-hmm. to make your rollout a success. So with that said, um, since all of you have a little bit of experience with this, what are some of the challenges and some of the benefits that you guys have experienced um with being signed versus independent. Let's let's start by defining independent. Ooh, talk Are we about talking it. about I, I, on I, I, an oh, independent? Hey, 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 oh, hey, it's about to get super hey, messy up in here. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's I need do some it. tea to spill. Are we are right? we talking about on an independent label, or are we talking about you ain't got no one on your team? <laughs> La put the. Uh, no, I think because that, that is two totally different things. Let's start. You can you can you maybe like uh, explain that to people who may not know what the difference of even that yes, is? Yes, sure. Do that. Let's do that. So you got you got three major labels is what we're down to these days, right? These are multi-billion-dollar companies. Most of them are subsidiary of liquor companies. They own massive amounts of cop. What's that? They own all kind of. They own all kind of cigarettes, cheese. Like they own shit you don't Jeez. even understand. Yeah. yeah. Philip Morris is all. I mean, like seriously, we're down to three. We're down to three conglomerate. Massive labels. I mean, Capital is over half of For urban sure. music in general. You got Def Jam, Interscope, all under the same fucking umbrella. So it's one it's one company. You pretend that they're not, but they're all the same they damn are. company, you know? Yes. It's like you're buying Kraft mac and cheese. What do you, I mean, you know, like, it's the same shit, you know? <laughs> all comes from Kraft. Anyway, so uh, so that's, that's a major label. And they are going to put a million dollars of money behind your marketing and promo rollout if you're considered a priority for the label spending a million dollars on you that's not something that they even are going to blink at that is going to be the minimum that they are going to invest into your project your advance and your rollout and your videos they're not going to care about that Mm. an independent label 
is going to be a label that $15,000 is like, yo, that's what we got. And we got to get this all done. The difference between, in my mind, the independent label, that $15,000, that's their $15,000. And they ain't trying to lose that $15,000. So if they believe in you and it's a small group of people and they've put their hard-earned duckins into that shit, they are going to work really, really hard for you to try and make it happen. So I think there's a lot of situations where that's a great position to be in because the major label... They don't give a fuck if they lose that million because they're going to lose a million next week on somebody else and they're going to lose a million on next week on somebody else. But then they're going to make a billion off Juice World, so it doesn't matter to them. This is a numbers game. They're going to put out as many of these things as possible, understanding that one of them is going to bring in a billion. So they just go ahead, take all these L's, knowing that they just got to keep pushing, 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 pushing until they get it. Independent label does not have that ability. They've got to hit it out of the park with the resources they have. The third, no team, yeah, you're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Not the answer I was Um, expecting. (laughs) I'd like to open it up to anybody else on the panel. Anybody else want to talk about it? Elton, Queen? I've never been signed. Okay. But you got a team. I'm building a team. But you have okay. one. Okay, our, our I have one. On the panel which is tough. Which is tough to do. I got an email from your team. Yeah, you did. <laughs> hey! You did. You did. So and that's dope. Cool. That's the point. No, that's dope, no, but, though. But exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, the benefits. So, what would you say the benefit of that was? Like, having your team there versus they, not having a team there. Or the benefit of, like, like, like we just want to know, like, what are the challenges of that that you face as a Quote unquote in, independent, independent artist. You know well, what I mean? Well, all right. So I just got off tour. Ooh. Flex. Sorry. Right. No, no, no. Turn your phone no, but no, this, but no, that's no, that's no. Money on the phone. That's money on the phone right <laughs> hey, there, man. Don't do this. Don't pass the bag. Don't do this. Matter of fact, they want me to come back. They don't do this. I'm still broke. We try to make this money. We no, we all broke. It's all good. It's no, all good. But, it's all good. But um, I mean, we had to put a team together for that. So No, for sure. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, my manager was helping me. Like, he did what he could do. And he does a lot of stuff with a lot of artists that are even, like, just way bigger than me. Mm -hmm. And so that's his nine to five. He's helping me to go on tour independently. We need a a van. We need... I need a tour manager. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a band. I'm not just going by myself. Like, those people got to get paid. We need gas. We need hotels. We need... You know, so there's there's expenses. There's a lot, right? Yeah. You know, and a lot of times you're not even making m- more money. You breaking even or losing money. So it's mm-hmm. like we didn't have like a label saying, okay, you got a million to do this, or you got fifty or five hundred or whatever to do that. So, I mean, it helps. It definitely helps. And I feel like as we start to grow, I mean, we appreciate it more. Because everybody's working really hard, like what Matt said. Right. Everybody's doing as much as they can, and ideas are flowing, and we're trying to figure out different ways to keep growing the brand and pushing the music to as many people as possible. Even I've worked with, uh, shout out Noah back there. I've worked hey, with Noah. Um, Noah. I didn't know about, I don't know if there's one of the questions, I didn't know about playlisting mm-hmm. and all of that before... Working with the Burns Twins and Bettos and Noah on our project, our collab project, and at Which first, is fire, go check that out. <laughs> at first, he would even tell you, I was like, man, 
that's uh, that's too much for me, bro. I'm not I'm not trying to think about that. I'm just trying to make the music. I don't care about that. But like as an independent artist, you have to know both yes. sides. You can't because you know we already saw people in interviews that don't even know what they just signed. Amen. Amen. Yachty. Oh my god. Blueface. Every other fucking rapper that you think of. (laughs) I just dropped my phone because I was so angry. She got a case. She's good. It's It's just really important to know your shit and to have people around you who are willing to grow and willing to learn and make the connections that they need to in order for you to be. Independent as long as possible. That's exactly. You know, you don't. That's one hundred percent why I respect the email we got from you, your manager. That's all I'm saying. The only reason why I brought I'll go it up, cover goddess. The only reason why I brought it up is because I respect independent artists. We respect your hustle. We want. We love y'all. But anyway, but yeah, like that. I a hundred percent agree with everything you just said. I think it's it's amazing that you can have a team around you that is built like even with the, with how you said that the the manager like might might have people that are quote unquote bigger than you but still believes in you and 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 wants to shape something around you yeah. and build something around you and and values you the same way as these other quote unquote bigger artists. I appreciate so, you, you know Ron. I mean? Shout out to Ron. Hey, Shout out to Ron. He's on tour with Smino right now. He tour managed Smino. Right. Shout out to Ron. But that's like, but, yeah, shout out Big Run. But that's like, you you have the team, and you have the the thing around you, so you're basically in the same situation than if you were signed to an independent label. You know, whether you figure out how to cut deals to get the shit you need done for the money you have, or you get the money from the independent label and they pay for the things, it doesn't matter. You have the tools around you to put the things together at that right. same level. Just right. like if you take seven hundred fifty thousand dollars from Apple. Just because you didn't sign no deal, you still got all the same things that a major label artist have, and you're going to call yourself independent. You're still playing in that basket. You're using all those same tools. Like these terms, independent and signed, like this is made, like they are so interchangeable in this way mm-hmm. right now. So it's really just about what are the tools that you got? How are you using the tools that you got? And how can you move forward to the next step? Because the next step is always going to require more money and more people around you to help push the music to a bigger place. So like in 2019, we, we shouldn't even be using these terms signed versus independent. Ooh, it's just, do you it. got a team or do you not got a team? Do you, have your, do you have your squad that's going to fight for you? Does it matter whether they invest a million dollars or does it matter if they invest a million dollars worth of time and sweat? It doesn't really matter well, as long as you keep it moving. Well, then I, I have a quick follow-up for you then. <laughs> Since we were talking about Nipsey Hussle, right? Okay. He's been independent Literally on his own shit. Owns, owns his, his masters. masters. Yep. He did cut a deal for Victory Lab with Atlantic. Still yep. owns those masters. Yep. He cut a deal to get some distribution and some exposure, right? Yep. So then, was that a good idea for him? Was that a bad idea? Like, I, 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 I mean, would you recommend other independent artists taking a similar route to get to that point? Because think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, if, totally. If, this is the whole Nipia conversation. died a year ago. Yeah. We may not, he may not have had the biggest impact. But he's nominated he's for now, Grammy now, last year. Now he's yeah. forever, forever. Yeah. Because he cut a deal with Atlantic. Yeah. So is that, is that part of it? Or? So, yeah, no, I mean, once again, you got to, all right, so you, Tressy, this is all tied up my head. Outside. So <laughs> Tressy is pissed off about artists that signed deals that they didn't even know what they signed and now they're getting fucked, right? And so why did that happen? Because someone signed a piece of paper because they were desperate and they didn't think they were going to have another chance or an opportunity to get a bag, right? Whenever you do that, you end up in a position that's powerless. Nip is a different situation. He has all the power. I don't need you, Atlantic, 
but you can take some of this money if you help push me forward to the next step. If y'all aren't going to help me, I'll find another way to do this. But y'all have the machine here, so let me give you this shit. You put it in the machine. You take your money. I'll take my money. We chop it up. We keep it moving. Everybody wins. Sign that deal every day because you have all of the control in the situation. The second you hit a wall and go, I can't do this myself, you're the magic pill that makes me be able to do it, you lost. Because they're going to say, cool, I'm going to take all this shit out of your basket here. I'm going to take all this shit. I'm going to give you this chip. All right, cool. That's fair, right? Yeah? And you're going to be like, shit, well, I got this chip, though, you know? So... Good-ass chip. Right? It's, yes, man, that's a good-ass chip. Even but got think, guac on right. it. Right, but think about that. Both like the When we talk about the, the label investing a million dollars, something like that, you're, you're getting 10% of the revenue when you sign one of those deals. 10%. So for every dollar the label makes, you make a, pen, a 10 cents. That's crazy. That's crazy. You wouldn't, why would you sign that deal unless you were so desperate that you thought the label is the only way that's going to allow this to happen for you? If you have all of the power... You don't get sucked into one of those deals. You own your masters. Or you cut a 50-50 deal. Or you put yourself in some position where you can win no matter what. Those, I, would, I would sign that. So long story short, I would have signed that deal all day. And just to clarify Love the it. term masters for anybody that's yeah, not yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. like for sure. familiar with it, like essentially your master is, is like your 401k. Like if you have a song and... You own your masters, like that's your benefit plan for the rest of your life for you to collect money. Well, there's two sides. There's two sides to it. Break it down. There's two sides to it. There's the there's the song copyright, mm-hmm. and then there's the sound recording copyright. The song copyright, okay. If if you wrote Happy Birthday, and somebody hands you a sheet piece of sheet music with the notes on it and the words, somebody owns that. Mm-hmm. That the way that doesn't matter who performs it, doesn't matter who sings it. Somebody wrote that song. They own that song, right? You can't just pretend, you can't just record some shit and not compensate the writer of the song. Then you have the sound recording, which is the recording that you are listening to on whatever playback system you want. So L.A. Van Gogh's version of Happy Birthday. Those are two separate commodities, right? Right. And they get paid out differently. The person who wrote the music on the sheet always gets paid. That is your forever 401k. Whereas your master, the sound recording version of that written piece of music, you know, somebody has to play it to continue to listen to it. If you're the writer of the song, when Elton, 20 years later, does his version of Happy Birthday, the dude who wrote Happy Birthday is still getting paid. You're not getting paid no more on it because no one listens to your version anymore. They all listen to that version. And 20 years later, somebody's going to record another version of Happy Birthday. So, like, the written, the publishing copyright, that's the forever... That's the forever money. Yeah, we we literally just said. went into Inception right there. But um, <laughs> thank you for uh, joining us on. Uh, but this is through this the Craig University. <laughs> <laughs> no hip hop one. Hey, to be honest, there's there's a lot of artists out here right now. So shout out to fucking Matt Hennessy for breaking that shit down. It's important in a way to know. For fucking yeah, yeah it's it's, it's very important for you to know exactly what you can. Getting exactly how don't that don't sell your publishing. Don't sell your publishing. Hey, don't sell your publishing. Hey, don't sell your publishing. Bitch, don't sell your publishing. Right. Another right. random through the great song. All right, great. <laughs> so now we have one last question. We're coming down to it's the end. It's, it's, it's a fun question. This one's fun. This is, a this fun is something one, that every everybody I think is going to be familiar with, like the hit, 
You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm just going I'm just going I'm just going to break I'm just going to play something real fucking You know what I'm saying? Is everybody ready for this ready? one? Wait, hold on, hold on. I need I need an energy check. Is everybody ready? Yeah. Give me some more. Is everybody ready? Yeah. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Let's go. <laughs> Yo, is everybody ready? Give me some more energy. You get a hee-haw. Oh, nobody, nobody ready now. Y'all ain't ready? Come on. Whoa. Yay. What? Let me get that Hip-hop or country? I got the horses and a bike. Hip-hop or hip-hop. country? Shit is hip-hop. That's rap, right, goddamn right, it. Right, wait, 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 wait. So, so there is some controversy around this song. That is Lex Luger. Hey, hey, hey. it. All day. Hey, come on. He had to put his glasses on for this shit. There was some controversy around this song, and I love where this conversation is gone today because we've been talking about the roots of hip-hop. Hey, yo, yo, yo! And hip-hop taking elements from different genres, from different times, from different artists, and that being what hip-hop is. Sorry for hitting your mic. It's okay, it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so here's... So, with that said, if you guys didn't hear it, you were talking too much, so uh, fuck you, all right? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love y'all. But um, we, want, we actually want to read exactly... So, if you guys aren't familiar with the song, again, it was Lil Nas X. He made a song called Old Town Road. It was number one on the uh, country billboard charts, and they took it off the country billboard charts. It was like, nah, nigga. <laughs> no, nigga. All right. Facts. So, everyone... Facts. Everyone. That's exactly all right, what happened. All right, all right, all right, all right. So the reason why, and we have an official quote from Billboard, we got it directly from them because we have connections. No, we don't. Read that um, shit. <laughs> Internet that connections. Shit. Here read is the shit. direct quote. Upon further review, it was determined that Old Town Road by Little Nas X does not currently merit inclusion on Billboard's country charts. When determining... Genres, yo, I'm too drunk for this shit. All right, <laughs> yo, I'm trying though. I got this shit. I got this shit. Transy, 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 Transy. I got it. The letters are too small. All right, <laughs> all right. When determining, nah, bitch, get that out of here. All right, all right. When determining genres, a few factors are examined. But first and fo- foremost, FOMO. 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 Yay! I'm this is hip hop as fuck, yo. I'm sorry. This is the hip hop interpretation of Beer Boy right here. But first and foremost is musical composition. While Old Town Road incorporates references to country and cowboy imagery, it does not embrace enough 
elements of today's country music to chart in the, its current version. Is so, it? Is it? So hold is on, it hold some on, bullshit? Hold up, hold Absolutely up, hold up, hold up. Absolutely Guys, not. I understand that this is a very, very um, heated topic. Is it? But we would, I, I mean, we don't know. There. We're getting hold there. Hold on, hold on. We're up. getting there. Trust me. That's Please. the question. Bear There's with that. us, There was a Cyrus making a hip-hop song. Let's bear with us. So, so are we moving? So the question is, are we moving away from what hip-hop music is supposed to sound like? Or does this show how strong hip-hop is as a genre? My question Think is about what, that question. What is hip-hop supposed to sound exactly. like, Amen, bro? amen. Hip-hop's supposed to sound dope. Right. <laughs> Sounds like dope. What's it supposed to sound like? Like dope. Really? Because like it's dope. Right. Yeah, it's supposed to be hey, dope. you asked us one of them questions about yeah. talking about drugs. Yeah. Honestly, y'all, I'm not a big for, uh, like promoting this, but hip-hop is supposed to sound like dope. You know, like the hottest shit around, you yeah. know, like the best drugs to get, like the best thing to drink, like the best thing to eat. Yeah. That is hip-hop. Yeah. Yo, facts. <laughs> Horses in the bag, bro. Man. I know, that's right. Man, you can write. people went to pay the water bill. A couple of my folks went to pay the water bill and stuff, but we keeping it going and flowing up in here. <laughs> so, so, so well, I mean, is do either of you guys up here? Do y'all think that it it was a mistake to take it off of the country chart? Well, let's let's break that down. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. That's a, country charts? What? Yeah, that that was on the country chart. Let's break down what happened here. Let's cool, let's, cool. let's 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 do break it, it down, let's right? Do it. All right, it's a play by the label or or Lil Nas himself, or whoever the fuck submitted the song, like, hey, let's put this in on our country. Man, it's going to eat that chart up because we're going to get all these listens. We're going to get, everyone's going to be pissed off that we did this shit. Everyone's going to talk about it. It's going to create a, uh, a way to market. Everyone's going to want to hear this rap country song. Like, it's, it's, an, it's brilliant, first of all. But second of all, let's talk about why Billboard doesn't want it on there. This song is now... Honestly, this is a hip-hop song. Like, let's not play. You Mute those vocals. That is a hip-hop beat. Just because they sampled that strummy guitar that could, might be from country. That shit could be from folk. You don't know where that sample came from. Like, that's, at all. And just because just he rapped about horses and cowboys, you know, like, that shit is still, that shit is hip-hop music, right? But, but we are going to stream the bejesus out of it. Right? So whatever chart you put it on, it's going to eat that chart up. And these motherfucking country motherfuckers is like, no, no, we can't. You, you're going to be at the top of the chart for the rest of the year. We can't have, like, no Taylor Swift. Right. No. Right. We can't have that. And so they made the call, and they said, yo, did you guys even listen to this shit? This is hip-hop. And Billboard went, oops. And they reclassified that shit, because I guarantee that's what happened. I guarantee nobody checked. Nobody checked. They're like... Sure, if he says it's country, it's country. Billboard's not listening to every fucking... How many records came out this year? Ten zillion? That, whatever you I put in... I think it was actually 8.9, Yeah, but so whatever... I mean, anybody yeah. who's ever released something on TuneCore or DistroKid, man, you could put whatever genre in you want. I could call LA's album Polka. That doesn't make it Polka. But iTunes is going to put that shit up in Polka. And then, therefore, it's going to chart in Polka. Because that's what we wrote. And then somebody's going to get, Weird Al Yankovic's going to get pissed the fuck off. And he's going to be like, there ain't no accordions in this shit. This ain't polka. And then they're going to have to reclassify the whole shit. And the same shit's going to happen all over again. This is, this is all that happened here. They just caught the wave. The shit is brilliant. 
we're talking about it right now. He's probably got a billion streams uh, on so then, Spotify right now. So this is a $5 million record that we're talking about. Like, let's be real. A billion streams is five fucking million dollars. What is that? It's, like I said, it's some, it's some drums, a sample, and, and this dude, they killed it. They killed it. So the, why, why do you think there's so much controversy around this song? Mm. Because it's in this position. Because people like controversy. Because <laughs> yeah. people, what? People, people like controversy. Like, controversy. Yeah. like okay. and controversy sells. I think yeah. exactly what Matt said. Like, it's a genius idea. It's genius. It's a genius marketing idea to submit a song like that into the country chart. Like, that's some shit I do. Yeah. You know? Then do it, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've seen stuff. I've seen moves like this pulled with Grammy submission, and I can't go into detail on that. But like, this is not a new trick. Okay. This is not. This is not new. This shit just worked this time. It doesn't. It, often it does not work. It worked this time, and it really worked this time because everyone's talking about this shit. That's true. That's so there you go. And that's that piece. That's that piece. That's the piece. I mean, do hey. we do, do we um, do we disagree that that's not hip hop music? That's I mean, is no, it? That's, right? that's, that's, it's definitely hip. So yeah. I I don't think anyone is saying it's not hip hop. Right. I think the thing is, people are saying it's not country. Right. Right. I'm confused. Wait. <laughs> it's not what. What are we talking about? By what? By is it no, no, both? I, I, is I, it both? I think you. I is understand what you're saying. Oh, is, is it, it both? both? Or is it just? Hip-hop? I don't know, but I see which where you yeah. going because. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying because if Casey Musgraves like exactly. collab with exactly, exactly. with like uh, Metro Boomin or something like is it still country? Exactly. You know, I think exactly. it's just like the perspective. Everything is subjective. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, shameless plug. plug. Way to plug. All right. But wow. that's that. What Ellie's saying is the exact truth, and and this is this is some bullshit. But it's not country because it's a rapper. Right, you reverse the situation, just like LA saying. If Casey Musgraves does some shit with some 808, they're gonna be like, "Man, that's kind of hip hop." We're gonna we put mention, this in the chart. Right, the difference right, is, the difference is, our hip hop people will be like, "Yeah, you're you're pushing the boundaries. Cool, we'll take that in." Right. Dope. We, Whereas the country, we're we, like, "Get that shit out of our chart." Did we mention Miley Cyrus in this at all? No, I was just thinking that. everything that she's like that the most home. recent but shit she that was she's not, made, she was going pop when she used her. that hip hop shit. Yeah, she wasn't going well, country. So then that was exactly my follow-up, is that if country is saying we are we, we are this, we are this, right? But Even though they use they use 808s and, and, and boom I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. right? So Billboard states, nah, right? Bro. It does not contain enough hip uh, country elements. Elements. At, at, elements. In, 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 in Key its fucking form, word. Right? I'm sorry, I've been my, drinking. So then what are hip-hop elements? Right. If hip-hop we right. is five. taking... From from everywhere, right. right? So then, can anyone make any song and say, "Yeah, it's hip hop"? Yes, they can try. Yes. They Damn can try. Okay. Why are we so? I open? mean, and, 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 and that's, huh? that's no, no. So that's then, so then, I always felt that pop was the the overflow genre, right? Like pop was the genre where you'd say, "Okay, you know what? I don't know what the fuck this is. It's got a little rock. It's got a little. It's got a little metal. It's got a little hip hop. We'll sure. call it pop. Whatever. Who gives a fuck, right?" So is, is hip hop now that overflow? No, genre? But I think you gotta you gotta break that question in half though, because like you once again, you can make any record and call it hip hop, but is it going to be embraced by the hip hop community? Right. Does There's it have the question. Elements. But th- does 
the hip hop community chooses to embrace what they feel is dope. There's no elements to it. It's just what gives you that feeling, what feels right in Wait, the whoa, moment whoa, and the whoa, culture. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what hey, what he okay, saying? Hold on, hold what did you just say? Is that a song can be made and be hip hop? Yeah. Or will the hip hop culture embrace it? Yeah. As so then, as hip hop is what do, he's saying. Does the hip hop community then dictate what Billboard states is hip hop? No. Mm. They okay. Billboard has now, a de- Billboard, Billboard has a definition, which is probably bullshit. Okay. That, that was, All the way that bullshit. Was the, that, that was the main thing I was saying. Is yeah. That, what what is the Billboard bullshit. definition of, of okay, hip hop? Then I guess. But how do you <laughs> how do you codify <laughs> genres in 2019? How do you codify genres in 2019? Hold on, guys. This is. This is some good shit, guys. Hold on one second. But how, like, how do you even codify genres in 2019? Hey, because right. everything down, is blended Joe, out. Can we keep it down? Real quick, this, we we gonna end with this. All right, <laughs> go ahead. It's like so. I was saying, how do you even codify a genre in 2019? Everything is so blended, right? So let's let's talk about Elton's project with the Burn Swins, right? Ooh. Talk about blended fucking genres. That you got jazz. jazz. You got that rap. Shit. You got rock. You got pop. All of it pulled together in something. But in no point. During the making of that project, would I never have not called that hip hop? Mm-hmm. Right? Never, ever, ever. Never would I wake up like, okay, well, this record's really a jazz record. No. Just because it might have jazz elements in it, that shit is hip hop. And it wasn't pop. That shit is hip hop, right? And they could, you could, you could have put any instrument on it that you wanted. It could have been jazz flute solo for right. three and a half minutes in the middle. It's just still hip hop, right? So you, get, you have a whole generation. Of kids that are that are in their twenties now, that grew up with rap music being a thing they've known their whole life. Rap music is not a thing I knew my whole life. I was in my teens before it was even a fucking thing that was available it, it, for consumption. On a, you know where I was growing up, so like I don't I don't know that my children that they don't live in a world where rap is not a thing. Like, they won't know that. So they're raised in, like, oh, rap is cool, rock is cool, pop is cool, jazz is cool. Of course, they're going to want to use all of those elements to create the new genres. We're moving into a place where there is no more genres. So this whole system of classifying music the way we do in iTunes, in Spotify, on the charts, at the Grammys, this shit is all about to be over. None of it makes any sense anymore because how do you classify shit? Where do you think it's going? I don't... I. This, I think it's going to continue to blend and blend and blend until we get to a place where there's going to be disposable pop, which will always exist. Adult contemporary. Right. But then you're going to have this... Everything is using a little bit of everything else. Country is reaching out and grabbing 808s. Florida, Georgia... Look at Florida, Georgia line. They're using hip-hop programming. Doesn't... Boo, yay. I'm not saying I fuck with it, but I'm saying... It is what it is. they're They're using these elements in the records that they're trying to make, you know? And we're looking hip-hop continually, bringing in elements from other things. Jazz is doing the same thing. Look at what Robert Glasper is doing. He's bringing in elements into jazz records that are very much... He's got a fucking Snoop feature. But for these, for these, for these bigger, on a jazz album. for these bigger companies and these big, like the Spotify's and the iTunes and the Apples, how are they gonna? They feel like they probably feel like they need to classify. They do in yeah. order to make money. Their whole because you need is based to on push it. these certain types of music to these certain demographics. Yes, and the ones that are gonna buy the music. More. Yeah, they gotta sell s- subscriptions. Yeah, I mean, Ex- music will continuously be. Gentrified, mean put into categories because we can't have people thinking that rock and roll is country mm. or that country is R and B or that R and B is hip hop or that hip hop is boom bap. 
hey, hey, boom bap. That's gonna be a new uh uh music genre coming up soon, y'all. And not new, but it's coming back around. My people know about boom bap. Yeah. I'm saying that to say is that each one teach one. Yes. Yeah. Where y'all at? Don't leave me now. I be going. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I mean, I could yeah, I could talk about this genre blending shit yeah. for the next yes, six can. and a half hours. Yeah, like, I, I mean, hip hop has a bunch of different genres within it. Some genres within hip hop, right? Man, with the trap, the boom bap, exactly, exactly. But it's all it's all hip hop. I don't even know about trap. It's all hip hop. bar within itself, right? But right. it, that's a, it's a real question. Like our whole system of consumption of music is based on these classifications. Yep. So, right. and I don't I don't have the answer to your original question. Is where does it go from here? I don't fucking have that answer. But someone's going to figure it out, and they will innovate and, and change the way we're consuming music, and they will fucking have a shit ton of money when they figure and it I out. I appreciate your input, bro. But don't worry about that shit ton of mute money. Worry about the shit ton of influences you have with your music. All right. <laughs> you All right, y'all. Uh, Real quick, we're not gonna end this thing yet. We got a Q and A, no. but I would, I would, I would love to just say thank you to everybody on this panel, real fast. If thank you. Just give a round of applause. We survived. You know, I, I want, I want to thank, I want to thank Kobe Bryant. You know, he really, oh. you know, he really <laughs> fuck that. Really no, no, no. With my game, you All know right. what I'm saying. All right. So, so now, what we, we want to do it up. right now, what we want to do right now is open this up to the audience. We have a little bit of time left. My where my phone at? Cause my my watch just died. All right. All right. We got about 15 minutes. Does any? Hey, let's keep it down over it quick because we are recording this live and we are dropping this on Wednesday on every fucking so, uh, streaming yeah. platform. That means Apple Podcasts, Google Play, fucking Spotify, all that shit. You guys can listen to it on there. We would we love to hear Spotify. from y'all. Do you guys have any questions for the panel? We got a question right here. I'm going to start with this one. Go ahead and say your name, and then go ahead with your question, all right? Hi, y'all. I'm Frankie. Hey, everybody. Okay, so y'all was listening to y'all talking about different genres of songs or whatever. I wanted y'all, everybody, including the panel, y'all opinion on the song, um, you know, Doja Cat, that song, Move. It's my shit. I don't... All right, we're going to the next question. Uh, I give him a titty trying to keep him calm. All right, what are your thoughts on the the song Doja Cat Move, if you have heard it? It's fun. Like, and I take it as what it is. Like, it's. I don't know, man. People that be hating on songs like that just bitter. That song makes me smile and groove. That's me and if you know Doja Cat and you've been following her since the early parts right. of her career. Right, and she's cold. She's cold as fuck. And she likes to have fun with her music. You know what I'm saying? And it it, it needs to have the capacity and it should have the capacity to be able to be like super serious, but also have fun with it too. And every artist should have fun with their music. Yeah. Why be so serious? Why yeah. so serious? And we, Why so serious? And we live in an amazing so time where you can release a record like that. Yeah. So if you go 20 years ago, no label is going to let you do that. But because you can release direct to the DSPs and just put this thing out that you had fun as fuck making yeah. and you want everyone to enjoy in your fun, you can do that. And if some people stream it and like it, hell yeah. If no one streams it, whatever. Move, keep right. it moving. Like there's no, there's no risk at that point. A label never would have done that 20 years right. ago. So, Next question. All right, we got one from Monty. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for this awesome panel. So my question is going back to the um, the Billboard taking off uh, Lil Nas X's song or whatever. What I don't understand or what I think is the problem with that 
I mean, yeah, it is a hip hop song that has country elements, but if the culture dictates what's popping in hip hop music, are there no billboard folks that reflect that same energy? So if there are songs that the culture is like, yeah, we're not really fucking with this, why is it that so many songs that the culture honestly doesn't really fuck with charts as much as it does? Like, why is that <laughs> happening? Because people are streaming it. Mm-hmm. The chart is based on numbers. They don't just make that shit up. There's data to back that up. And the culture is on a whole different frequency yeah. than the billboard charts. Pop music listeners are going to stream, pop hip-hop listeners are going to stream what they want. Like, at the end of the day, your billboard, your billboard uh, uh, charting position is based on a combination of your streams, physical sales, which there aren't any of those anymore. Right. <laughs> uh, right. And, and, and your radio airplay plays into that. Like all those things. So if you got a radio station, a major radio station playing you ten times a day, you put up a million streams. Like these things are putting you on the chart. You know, you may, you may, we may feel as a culture that we don't fuck with this record, but somebody's fucking with it. Because if you go look at their Spotify numbers, it's getting played, and so that's why it's charting. I feel like if the So the country billboard powers that be, they can say, oh, this isn't a country song. Get it out of here. Mm-hmm. But a hip-hop song that is quote-unquote hip-hop, but to a lot of us may not be considered hip-hop, can stay. I think that's really more so what I'm getting at. It's like, who are these decision-makers saying, this can oh, stay yeah. on this chart, oh, but yeah. this can't. Like that's, it's, It feels arbitrary to it me. It is. I mean, oh, I like that question. Yeah, be, but uh, I, talk I, I, about it. So, who do you think it is? <laughs> who do you think? Oh, never mind. I got to go back. We all know. I didn't know you guys were going to have a. Not, ninth, ninth, wonder isn't, ninth Wonder isn't in there making these decisions. Who do you think the fuck is making these decisions? Y T P P L. I mean, I honestly. I like to use the phrase the powers that be because I don't want to, you know. You, that's your good out. powers that be is a good way to put it. But, yeah. You know, it I it feels weird to me because it's like, yeah, it's a hip hop song, but it does have a lot of country music elements to it. But you have like ran it's, it's like a lot of random songs that are charting on hip hop uh charts now. And I'm just like, I mean, I guess it's kind of like sing songy, kind of sounds like RB, kind of sounds like pop music right. to me. And so it's just like, why are we letting this stuff stay? Like, where are the gatekeepers of our culture to say, we're not fucking with that? Like, they're not fucking with Lil Nas X. That feels, it just doesn't feel right to me. So I, I guess my response, I guess my response would be, do you really give a fuck about the billboard charts? Um, uh, she might. No, she yeah. says no. Yeah, I, f- I mean, I feel you, but yeah. hundred. No, yeah, you yeah. you know inherently, you know inherently why this is happening. I mean, no, yeah, yeah. The, the Tupac two hundred, right? By the questions you're asking, by the questions you ask, you already know what the fuck is right. up. All right. You know what the fuck Excuse going me, on. All right. Uh, we got another question over here by the man in the nice pea coat and the fucking chain. What's your bu- name, bro? Bu- 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 Thanks, girl. This is my girl right here. Hey, I used the washroom in front of me earlier because I got you. That's why. But uh, no, I got a question for you guys. Earlier when the subject was the, uh, the subject of drugs and hip-hop, Matt, to your point, you said, because everybody wants to get fucked up, that's why. Right. I was wondering, why do you think that is? Why do you think that everyone in our society wants to oh, get fucked God. up? Oh, God. 
You want you want to go into the psychology? You, you want to do this? You ask, shit. Hey, you wanna, hey, 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 they asked the right person. Man. Yes. <laughs> God, I mean, I'm. Well, we do live Let's in the United it. States. Shit. Right. I mean, Let's talk about generational trauma. Man. Okay. You know what I'm talk saying? Talk about it. Hey, <laughs> talk about the Reagan era. No, 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 it's not, that's, no, no, that's no. exactly the questions that need to be asked around yeah, these things. Hundred percent. Let's go, I mean, Matt. Shit. Damn. I mean, <laughs> God. I mean, I got fucked up for a lot of reasons. I yeah. can list a, a a notebook full of reasons why I got fucked up. I'm in recovery personally, and I don't get fucked up anymore. And that's a decision I had to make for myself. But shit. Yeah, thank you, clap thank it you, up for you. that motherfucker. But I spent a lot of time getting fucked up. So, like, I mean, I mean, it's, a, it's an escape, right? You, you don't want to deal with whatever stress is in, being placed upon you. And we live in a very stressful time in America, potentially the most stressful time since the Depression. Oh, you disagree? No. Okay. That it's not the most stressful? Civil War. Fa- facts. Fair, facts. Okay, let's say, mo- let's say modern time. We- most stressful modern time? Hey, that's the industrial revolution. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. No, you're, hey, hey, you're right, you're right. You're right. One voice you're right. at a time. Hey, yo, 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 yo. You're right. Just Ralph is right. No, Ralph hey. is right. Ralph is right. Just an FYI. 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 Yo, yo, you need yo, the mic. Yo, yo, you need the mic. Yo, yo, Ralph. Just an FYI. This will be released on Wednesday. Audio version. So all y'all motherfuckers can't talk at the same time, all right? <laughs> all right? So what we gonna do is we can we can respond to some shit if you right. want to respond to it. Right. So I I, I will right, I will retract go. that statement because Ralph is exactly right. This Ralph, is not the most Ralph, stressful it, time in American history. Okay. But it is a very stressful time. Let's leave it at that. That's a better way to put it. You're All correct. Right, cool. Um, and so you're you're looking for any sort of escape or 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 way to cope with stress, uh, trauma. Mm. Uh, Talk the, about the, it. The family unit is in not a good place. No. Uh, we have so many broken homes, so many uh, uh, kids with one parent, you know, uh, messed up, fucked up childhoods, raised in terrible situations, uh, insane amounts of post-traumatic stress, and no one wants to deal with that shit. And right. there is a, there's a $5 bottle that makes it all go away for about two or three hours. And so we take you that buy every that time. Again. All right. Let me let me who who else got a question? He, he wanted to respond. Yeah, yeah. Follow up. Yeah, let him let him follow up. Let him follow up. Next, and I'm I'm gonna get to this follow up, and I got you. I'm sorry, real quick, Matt. So yeah. I, I was just wondering. I think it's maybe because uh, there's just a high level of insecurity. Sure. In today's society. Yeah. So when that insecurity is put back into the music. Yeah. And fed back to that society, what do you think that means for us? Well, I think there's always been insecurity in music, right? I mean, the number one the number one fear of every musician that's successful is when will they figure out that I'm not actually all this good, I'm not that good, and that I've been I've been faking it the whole time. Like that's that's like everyone says that shit. So I mean, I think everyone's got a certain level of insecurity that they're dealing with. That's I don't think that's anything new in the music business. You want to talk about insecurity in Man. the music business? Man. Ooh, talk about it. R and B, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like how many songs? I can hear your heart. Like motherfuckers is really like over here sad over somebody. Yeah. Like if we being real, yeah. You you so insecure about X, Y, and Z. Never mind. I ain't even gonna go there. I feel like you know so- I was gonna- social media has a lot to play in oh the my music God, industry. Yeah. yeah, social media because you can portray yourself 
any way you like. And in the music industry, I mean, I was t- talking to somebody who's going to school to be a doctor, and they're like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't even have to post really that much. And I'm like, I, I just deleted Instagram. I, I know LA just took a hiatus off the yep. social medias in it. As an artist, it's a constant conflict, especially yeah. if you don't want to be posting. I don't want to be all constantly on my phone yeah. doing my story. I don't want to be constantly telling, talking on Twitter and all of that. But it's like a part of us feels like we have to do yep. it in order to reach, unless you Frank, and it's like, we all strive to be Frank, because it's like, Frank can just be reclusive, drop an album, everybody hears it. Love you, Frank. But in order for you to do that, okay, you got to make money in another way. You got to be able to sustain yourself. You got to write songs for people. You got to produce for people. So you don't have to be the artist that's always out in front, you know, if if that's what you want. But some people want that shit. Right. I th- I think what you're saying is it's 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 either you do what everyone else is doing to get attention, or you you become that person that is one in a million, and you don't know, understand when you are that one in a million because Frank is a one in a million. Absolutely. Beyonce is a one in a million. Like there's no way that anybody can replicate whatever whatever that is, um, because I I feel you and I I actually respect La on on what he did with his hiatus from social media and that's the whole reason why. Sometimes our social media is not like up to par because we don't fuck with that shit. We just don't like to be on our phones like that. And I feel like I'm on my phone too much all yeah. the time because of that. Too but like, I really appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. We got another cu- question. Honestly, they just said all the points I was gonna say, so I'm just not going to say. <laughs> use the mic still. She said pass. Have it under control. She said pass. So, like, just, I'm All right, well, she says that we've already wow. hit that. And to be, to be honest, that, that's what we're going for. Anybody else got something else? Ralph's oh. going to ding me on Ralph, my comment Ralph again. Is gonna, <laughs> Ralph is coming. That's hey, fine. guess what? Dying. Ralph is coming from Matt right now. Go ahead. No, I appreciate the, uh, the response that you gave to my earlier question. I just couldn't hold myself. But You're right. Given, you were right. You're right. But, but thank you. But given the fact that hip-hop has actually increased significantly in the, the current culture, that we live in, and, and like you said, number speaking, it produces the most attention of any other music genre. Is it actually missing out on, and the other fact you were talking about with the culture, is it missing out on the opportunity to promote the ideas of education and advancement and social equality as opposed to just saying, hey, I got my money, I got paid, I got these things, false perceptions of what actual value and equality of society can exist. Yeah. Are you missing out on this opportunity? Now now that you got the microphone, like I do right now, <laughs> are they missing out on the opportunity to promote those values in favor of the capitalistic idea of, I got to get paid? Yeah. Let's go. Look, I ain't got to get paid. Look, I'm you queen to get paid, here, y'all. Look, just in case sure y'all that's was in the audience trying around. to figure out what am I been flumbling my fingers through, this right here is called the Gospel of Hip Hop. It was written by KRS One. If y'all don't have this in hey. your hip hop history library, y'all need a copy of this book. I'm gonna read a couple of lines out of the book and I'm gonna make my point. First of all, he got a little she daily log. So today's Love April it. 6th. It say, yo, if you really want money, your mentality must switch. And if you really wanna be rich, you gotta act like you're rich. No, that's what this book say. I ain't make it up. Y'all need to get a copy of this book. I was going to read some more out of it, but I don't really necessarily need to. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying this to say is that 
and whatever genre of music, music has the power to move the masses. So whether we doing country, we doing rock and roll, we doing hip hop, we doing rap, we doing boom bap, it's gonna be a new new uh, music genre. I tell you, I boom bap coming back. But anyway, whatever we doing, as long as we serious about it with a focus, it will be done. And then also, I didn't talk about independent versus sign. Look, as an independent artist, you could just do what the hell you want to do. As a signed artist, you have been tagged. They tell you what you can do and what you can't do. And that's what I wanted to say about that. I'm Queen Zenobia. Look, y'all follow me, Queen Zenobia, Chicago. All right? I do want to answer your question. Um, answer them questions. Go crazy. Um, Just tell them. Yeah. Okay. And all right. To, uh, all right. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go, oh, word, go. Word, word. Do, do you um, boo-boo? Do you boo-boo? I think that the corporations behind... I mean, it seems like education doesn't sell is ultimately what I'm about to say. And that's... Right, you know, but I don't think hip-hop is missing out on the opportunity. Sure, I think the corporations that are pushing radio and are behind the the mass outlets of hip-hop right now are missing out on it. Of course, of course, and, and like the, the artists... I'm... T- I'm I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I'm one of them. For real. Like, I'm one of them. A lot of my music has to do with personal experiences and and inputting things that are educational, you know, whether it's on a personal level or whether it's on a societal level. And the reason that is is because Lupe Fiasco is my favorite rapper. Like, because Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is one of my favorite rappers. So I don't I don't think hip hop is missing out on the opportunity to do that because so much of early hip hop and what hip hop is built on is educational. Um and there has always been a duality between party and politic in music. I mean not in music, but in hip hop. And that's what it started out as was you had you had Cool Hurt and you had the people that was that was taking these experiences that they were living and then putting a lesson into it. And then you had people across town doing uh um, you had Sugar Hill Gang, not a Sugar Hill Gang. Um, you know what I'm talking about. I know you talking about. Watch the get down, goddamn. <laughs> I'm a little. I, I had a little brain fart. Um, but you know there was always that duality. There was like hip hop breaking into the disco club. You know, mm-hmm. back at that time, and then there was hip hop that was played through the car speakers and then the house speakers. Yeah, sure. Go back to where sure. we're trying to figure out this goes to hip-hop. Sure. And this show sure. has been. And, and make money as opposed to the other to spread ideas of equality or, or trying to make actual difference. Yeah. When somebody's Tressie. Rap has the microphone in towards making a big... The bigger audience. People are listening. Yeah. As a majority. Are they taking advantage of that to promote the societal changes that we need as opposed to... J. Cole. You're talking about what you got. 20, J. Cole, 21 Savage. Yeah, but check it out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, yeah. what I'm saying? Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace. Yeah, it's like every uh, artist can't be a leader. They all right. can't no. be leaders in the we community. We can't expect that. Because they're not all leaders. I was going to say, you really want yo. Young Thug talking about Democrats versus right. Republicans? I, I, yo, 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 yo. Yo, I'm going to have to cut this off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Focus, focus. Let me, hold on, hold on, bro. I, what, me, I'm gonna do, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do right now, 
I'm gonna cut this whole shit off. <laughs> But good, great question. Saying. Great question, though. I, I love the conversation. Hold on, hold on, man. Hold on. Hold on. Listen, y'all. And it's and it and this is in no disrespect to you. I would love for you to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with anybody on this panel. And I will. I'd love to also be able to have you and everyone else in here have some fucking drinks for the last hour that we got this fucking bartender. Go tip the fuck out of her. And tip let's the bartender. go. And let's go. Hook setting me up. Shit, right. So. What I'd like to do right yeah, now, what I'd like to do right now is I'd like to thank all of our I fucking sponsors for this fucking shit. Yo, 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 man. I haven't seen it. Hey, yo, real talk, man. On hey. some real shit, though. Mr. Ty Carkell over here in the booth. He hey, came even party with us right now, I man. This it. man is working right now. I love My man is working great. his ass off man, right now. He got no ass. And Tressie, yo, they got their show going <laughs> on. Don't even know I'm recording while they was talking need, right now. I need now. complete silence yo, right now. Yo, 100 episodes is going down. I'm shutting up. I need complete silence right now because there's a man in here that made sure that every fucking thing worked in this bitch. Not only did Ty do this shit, but that motherfucker in that corner right there, Matt Hennessy, Mr. Mr. VSOP himself, made sure that this shit worked right for us. And then we got Mr. Elton. Do you guys? Do you understand? Do you understand how talented this motherfucker is right here? I don't. Yes, I, sir. You touch his hand, you will get talent in, in like a one fit. It rub off. It'll, It'll rub, rub off right in off. one fit. You might. You might. You it's will contagious. feel that shit. Good, I just copy and paste. But, it, but all I'm saying, it. all I'm saying is that this whole fucking panel, we got Queensy, we got fucking LA. I want to thank everybody. Fucking uh, Johnny Garcia was supposed to be here, but he, you know he was gonna do some it video. But <laughs> for sure though, we did have a lot of people here. Um, to Christy, to Cynthia, to Tina, with the, if you guys were able to taste those crack ass cookies. God damn. I call them crack. It was the bomb. I call them crack because the motherfuckers kept you going back. It was a regular cookie, right? It was a regular cookie. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't we know. We did not drug How you, you feeling? for real. How you feel? You feeling good? All right, all right. We did not drug you for real. All I want to say is that I really, 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 I could not tell you guys how much we really appreciate you yes. guys coming out here tonight. Yes, the it love means is a lot real. to us. This is the hundredth fucking episode of Third of the Crate. Hey, you take a picture inside in front of that fucking backdrop. Make sure you tag us. We love you guys. We got the fucking bar for another hour. Drink that fucking drink, shit. Drink, Let's party, motherfuckers. Drink. Let's, Let's do go. this shit. Live it up, y'all. Thank Let's you. Do this shit.